sure. No, let's let's fucking fuck it. Fuck it. That'll do. Fuck it, that'll do. Yeah. That'll, that'll do. That's, <laughs> yes, we've thankfully we've we've bred low quality into the show as a, as a, as a feature as opposed to a a, a bug. So it's, it's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so people don't people don't ask us anymore, and it's fine. Um, welcome back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenants. I'm your host Kevin, and on tonight's show, I'm joined by fellow host Nick. Uh, how you doing, Kevin? It's been a little while. Yeah, it has, mate. You haven't been on the show in a while, but it's lovely to see your yeah. beautiful face again. Oh, mate, absolutely love it. So I'm really jazzed to be back, super pumped. But we're also joined by another uh, special guest host this evening. We've got uh, we've got uh, a lovely gentleman who goes by the name of Mr. Ryan Kirby, who um, uh, who I'm sure our listeners have heard a lot about because we talk about you on almost every episode. Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, really good. Really good. Having a, a lovely night. I don't on the uh out on the back deck beautiful beautiful night to have a chat about some uh, mm. our, our favorite uh miniature war game and um also some super exciting news that we're going to talk about which is the drop of season 13 frozen frozen roads frozen 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 roads frozen coke Fury roads Fury. yeah you got it you got it frozen coke frozen, frozen coke <laughs> uh, which um i'm sure if you haven't uh checked it out download the uh the its pack have a look um just read through the spanish version first you'll get to the english version eventually yeah and, ho- and, esta- and hopefully by the time we put this episode out they won't have uh, released a version 1.1 actually i think it's still version 0.0 so maybe version 0.1 i think that's a <laughs> That's a, oh, there's a problem there yeah, too. Amazing. In, yeah. In tr- yeah, in true CB fashion, the document is still labelled 0.0. 0 but okay. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. All right. Uh, it I shouldn't mean, like, exist. Like, but I mean, yeah, exactly. Like in terms of how you come up with the format naming convention for a document, there is no 0. 0.0 because that means there's no document. The first one is like 0. 0.1 or something. <laughs> Oh, sorry. We're just going to pause this. What just happened? Oh, so, uh, sorry, listeners, we were just interrupted there um, uh, with um, Nick having to do some dad duty. So while Nick's off doing that, I um, will have the pleasure to talk to you, Ryan. So you haven't been on the podcast before, although, um, like Nick said, everyone should know your name. Um, uh, But we don't really know much about you. I do play all you guys a fair bit. Yeah, except for you kicking us our asses on the regular, uh, we don't really know much about you. So do you want to just introduce yourself to to our listeners? Yeah, sure. so I have been playing Infinity for, I think, three or four years now. Um, uh, I got into it um, just as something a little bit different um, and a little bit sort of separate from the uh, big sort of 40K and Age of Sigma communities that I was a part of, um, something that can sort of just be a little bit my own. Um, and, yeah, I, I sort of have uh, really taken to it. I um, have... Uh, I think every ALF model in, that you can get, um, but I've also got, you know, I can field armies for all of the hack sectorials, and I've got a vanilla pano army that I'm trying to make work, and uh, I just got uh, Cosmoflot, and so yeah, I'm, uh, I've <laughs> uh, played, played a lot of games with a lot of different factions, um, and the thing I'm trying to make work, uh, uh, the thing that's been really good over the last sort of couple of years has been... Um, just the sheer amount of games I've played against um, other people uh, all over the world with 
all sorts of random factions on TTS. So it's been um, yeah, it's been really good. I've uh, I feel like I've honed my craft a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been playing Toy Soldiers for many, 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 many. Years. Um, and yeah. you got yeah. into it. You got into forty uh, k like forty k like the most of like the most of the rest of us, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I started playing forty k when I was sort of a wee wee teenager, um, and then had some quite terrifyingly competitive friends that um were playing um fantasy seventh edition, sixth edition, I think, sixth edition. Um, they convinced me to sort of join with them, so I got um yeah my first little bite at like rural competitive play. Um, I'm playing um playing uh playing fantasy with Skaven. Um, Ooh, nice. and, and yeah, so yeah, and I've been playing, um, played a bunch of, um, a bunch of, uh, 40k and, uh, uh, fantasy into Age of Sigmar ever since. Um, yeah, so I actually am <laughs> in the middle of a AOS league on TTS at the moment as well. And the boy, howdy, it is not going well. Oh, really? How does, uh, how does, uh, AOS Ugh. play on, on TTS? I haven't, uh, I haven't looked at it myself. <laughs> Nah, not good. It's um, it's uh, yeah. It's there's a lot. It's a very um, it's a it's a great game to play um, uh, when you can sort of you know look at it across the table. Um, and it's just as sort of the video. I mean, I guess that's why um, what's it called? Uh, Total War has been been doing so well, right? I mm. mean, that's just such a perfect representation of the game. The tabletop game on the computer that's sort of like um tts is a little redundant but i mean you know getting your leg over and like rolling some dice for for um for, for aos has been really good i'm just uh just so hard off the matter i'm uh, running running a 21 model list it's just can't cap objectives it's everything rolls through everything can do mortal wounds this edition it's oh it's a whole thing <laughs> right and, and and 21 models is not yeah. is not is not a lot on uh, the aos scale no <laughs> it is not no it is it is not enough it is it is i know it sounds like a lot more than than our um our, our little 15 but um no it is it is not enough mans it's not nearly enough mans <laughs> what um what i didn't ask yeah, what, what... so i think i'm i'm gonna no go ahead well, I was just going to say, I think, um, yeah, it means I'm going to have to, and this is the really annoying thing, like, the guys that the guys that just won the uh, London Open, I think it was, was running this, like, super off-meta, like, Slaneshi Mortals Army, or Mortals and Demons Army, and I'm like, I just started this Slaneshi Army, and, like, I was really excited about, like, taking something a little bit different, a little bit, like, oh you yeah, know, that people wouldn't expect, and now everyone's going to be running bloody... Slanesh and you know, yeah. well, you, you, you but, jumped on it before it was cool, but uh, I yeah. did, I did, I hipsted the hell out of it, hipsted the hell out of it, but no one's yeah. gonna believe me. No, no, <laughs> no way. I didn't, um, I didn't ask you before when you were asking about when well, you've been into Infinity for three or four years, but what, what actually got you? Like, how did you become exposed to Infinity? Um, yeah, I think it was um, one of my one of my mates was really into it. Um, uh, and, um, he sort of like, was just showing me some of his stuff. Um, but the thing that really made me sort of sink my teeth into it was, um, just experiencing like a new hobby, really fresh, really like 
um, and just allowing myself to like jump straight into it, like feet first. Um, it wasn't something that I'd done for a long time. And so it was, um, yeah, like once I sort of like, yeah, ripped the bandaid off and I think I bought like an Azura randomly on a trip to Sydney mm-hmm. uh, at some random toy store somewhere. And just, yeah, I bought this Azura. I was like, yeah, it's really cool. It's like, you know, really different, really funky and like, you know, with the, with the anime influences and stuff and like i painted it like thought it was fine um and then yeah it was just from from like once i had that little taste i was like well i just want to give this a go and see you know how far i can i can go down the rabbit hole and it gave me a new understanding of like you know that's how people engage with 40k when they first get into it it's how people engage with age of sigma when they first get into it Mm. it's you know it's it's yeah it's great it should be encouraged it's it's an awesome feeling to really let yourself just sort of go deep into a hobby it is it try new things and now look where you are you're top top tier top tier brian kirby is the, is the, <laughs> the head to be hunted in uh in in melbourne these days he, so. he is the melbourne man oh, wow. no no it's just uh, <laughs> yeah that's right oh. i mean you've been you've been getting a lot of games in though um ryan i know i see you all the time hitting up people for tts games as well so yeah yeah, yeah. even even well, when we're not allowed so. out of the house can't um can't can't stop the man it's a a difficult thing right now right like you know uh, one or two games a week at bloody um in ringwood or whatever that was that was fine that was okay but you know we're in lockdown and got nothing else to do Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm just hitting people up wherever i can so and i Um, i do want to i want to also just just to clarify what i said before but you being I, i felt comfortable saying that you are the melbourne meta because you're not julian so i knew it wouldn't go to your head like you, you can take that gracefully. Uh, listen, you I can think, take that gracefully. Listen, <laughs> I think Trent's. I think Trent's got something to say about that. I've played him two times in the last, I think, week, and he's belted me, belted me two games in a row. So I don't know. I'm on. A, I'm on a bit of a. Yeah, I'm on a bit of a, a bit of a losing streak at the moment. So I think it's uh yeah more luck than good good management. Well, speaking of uh, cool. speaking of cool. recent games, we'll want to get into that then. You want to uh, definitely maybe yeah. so, might as well start off with you, Kev. I, I've 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 not had any recent games, so you boys can. And I've got done a little bit of hobby I want to talk about, but um, no worries. Let's talk about games first. Well, Ryan, you're the guest, so why why, why don't we uh, why don't we why don't we uh, kick it off with you? Yeah, well, I mean, um, uh, we we had a tournament recently um, run by uh, uh, Ben, um, and I pushed I pushed for. Kahu Fowerbacks around the table um, and and blew up <laughs> blew up lots and lots and lots and lots of things. Um, yeah, so so managed to managed to squeak a win out of that tournament, just sort of pipping Jacob at the post. Um, it was a really uh, a, a, you know, a, it was a really interesting just, uh, tournament. Um, uh, for, like shout out to to Ben, who's our TTS Warcore um, in in Melbourne at the moment. Um, but also that the the tournament itself was quite um, you know you just said there you ran four Kahu Feuerbachs, which is um, and in our, re- our previous discussion um, on previous episodes about the Melbourne meta and how we like to null deploy and, and then I feel like that that uh, that Kahu Feuerbach list is quite um, anathema to everything that Melbourne stands for and actually I think everyone who participated in that tournament for whatever reason all decided <laughs> to go with similar lists. Or similar themes, I guess. Well, I don't know if it, you know, it's the, I don't know if it's the tail, tail shaking the dog, but I mean, you guys did set up your we did October, <laughs> October, September challenge. challenge was like the alpha, so I think, yeah, yes. so I think everyone was like, well, I'll just you know, 
you know, two, two birds with one stone, um, yeah. double up boys. Uh, I was, yeah, I, I ran the foul back, but I ran it into like, you know, uh, Russ, poor Russ, who had three <laughs> Lujing. And I, <clears throat> I ran it into, into Hector, who had like the terrifying foul list with like, you know, his own, <laughs> his own foul backy, um, uh, uh, Kahu. Um, and oh god, oh yeah, and then I, uh, I I met up with um, Kyle. Oh no, Kyle in round three, um, and he had this like yeah he had, was running a tag and had like Brando Castro and a bunch of other sort of super killy like yeah push stuff. I mean it was just super lucky that I ended up um against uh yeah a bunch of a bunch of sort of alpha lists and just managed to out alpha them a little bit. Mm, so that's that's what it sounds yeah, like it was happening. Yeah. yeah, it was wild like. Well, I had a, I, I mean, yeah, I put this in the Discord. I had a practice game uh, against <laughs> against Rob um, from Canberra. That it was the shortest game I've ever played. It was two orders. In two orders, he killed all four of my bowbacks. Yeah, yeah. He had two two for days, and he went move for day, shoot for day template, and I like an idiot shot back and both my uh, Kahu died on one flank and then against the core link he was like eh, eh I'll do it again <laughs> just two more templates down on Kahu they just died and didn't didn't even didn't even kill the um kill the for days and then he was just like okay well I mean oh, uh, all, did you want to keep of my playing or... here's my basket <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, I was, um, yeah, well, so, like, I ended up having, the four, I ended up sort of playing, like, a fourth tournament game um, against Jacob, because he really wanted the oh, yeah. limited edition model mm. that you get. He really but, wanted um, that. The, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, the pop yeah, Provided. Provided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and because of the way OCM works, like, I probably should have played Jacob in the last, in the third round, but I played... I played Kyle instead, and you played Jacob Kev. So, like, we were like, well, you know, we finished one and two. So, and I felt bad about stealing his Pavati. So, I was like, let's play a fourth game to see if I, you know, actually earned my Pavati. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, the whole time he was playing Toha, and I was like, well, if he drops, if he drops, um, what's the, what's the sneaky woman's name? The, um, Jan Star? The infiltrating, uh, Jan Star, yeah. If he had to drop Jan Star, it's yeah, tool. game game over, right? Like light shotgun, yeah, viral pistols, like yeah, just done. So, uh, yeah, that list had aggressive weaknesses in it, like real big weaknesses in it, and it was just yeah, just super lucky that I was able to do anything with it at that tournament. Yeah, um, it's 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 just such an interesting take. That, yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I was just gonna say it's such an yeah, well, interesting snapshot. Like, Sorry, we keep talking over each other. I'll, I'll stop. Oh, yeah, because I was... No, no, that's cool. I, you just have to stop me because I just talk absolute nonsense. Um, but no, I was. I, I ran it like... I literally ran it as a meme. Like, hey, this is a fun thing and I'm going to try. And then I thought I'd get beaten in the first round. It would just be something fun. And then it was the only fucking... Ta- it's the only damn tournament I won this year. <laughs> Fine. Okay, cool. I'll just take meme lists to every tournament I go to then. All right, cool. <laughs> It worked. Yeah, I think that's the lesson that uh, meme, 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 <laughs> meme lists make bank. So why not? Yeah, that's it. But yeah, I did end up beating Jake, so I, I don't feel bad about stealing his Pavati. 
I think I think Jacob had since acquired the Parvati that he's such uh, that he's so coveted. He really so, he really uh, whored himself so out for that Parvati. It was really cute. Kind of desperate. Oh, kind, time, kind, yeah. kind of desperate, but. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, any, what about yourself kev any recent um, games no not uh oh actually no i had one against you ryan actually last week i think it was um we played yeah yeah super fun game yeah we had uh because we've got the 400 point um tournament league that's coming up um on starts on friday so we thought we'd um, have a go at 400 points. So it was my vanilla hack versus Ryan. You were running OSS, which was which shook me by surprise. I was a bit shook when you rocked up. I was like, OSS. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, right. Two double Marut. That's, what I, that's all I could expect. And I did not get that. And it was very fun and very interesting. I was like, fuck me. Um, yeah. 400 points is yeah. weird. It's a weird point level to sit at. It's I, I like it, but it really takes you have to really turn off your your 300 point brain and but that's the thing right you're everyone is so much in the 300 point mindset all the time yeah that to throw something in like like a 400 point level event just like you you do have to really just take everything from sort of back to the start yeah to, to it, your ground building because well it's it's your mates are like the perfect example um, those Yujing dudes, the five point chain. Oh, rifle. the Kuang Shi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kuang Shi. So, so yeah. like, I'm not, um, I'm not well, going to be participating in this 400 point event because, um, I just can't commit to, to it personally. But, um, just for, for a laugh, I threw together a 400 point Imperial service list just to see what it look, would look like. And, um, I've got two Sujan in there. I've got a five man link of Wuming and like every toy that I possibly want, as well as a couple of, um, uh, Kuang Shi sprinkled in, but not uh, not not eight of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's it's that it's that little it's that point defense stuff that I would have in my list, um, and rely on. Yeah. Uh, because it can trade it can trade up so well that you just don't like. Well, in the list I ran anyway, you just don't really end up having like points for. So you know, in OSS, I like you run. You run two um, flash pulse bots because, of course, you run two flash pulse bots. You have to run two flash pulse bots, but um, you just like you just you just can't. They just don't. Yeah, they just can't, they just don't make the cut. There's you just can't, no, you can't fit them in. Yeah. At and I think points. you know, I, yeah, uh, Lamed, yeah. So like, I I wanted to, <laughs> like, I found myself. Playing that game against you, and I played another game against Trent with a similar list that wasn't as well designed. Um, and yeah, I was like, "Well, fuck! Like, I've got all of these hackers, I got all of this hacking stuff, but then I've got no way of pushing a pushing a hacking network anywhere." Oh, that's a good just, point. It's just it's it's weird. Yeah, it's well, because you didn't have the cheap remotes with repeaters, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, because I'm trying to I'm trying to run for this 400 point guy like. Um, <laughs> three Nagas and three Dasis. Um, yeah, that's very uh, left of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's all sneaky, it's all hidden, it's all like cheeky, like out, out, you know, um, you know, sneaky stuff uh, instead of just crutching on a Marut. Because I've played, a, you know, I, the first like five or six tournaments I went to, I just pushed a Marut around and killed everything. Uh, so I've done that. I want to try something a little bit different. 
Um, and, and so I'm trying to do like, you know, spread the love around a little bit, have lots of little expensive bits that can all sort of contribute. Uh, but it means that, yeah, like that silly stuff that I wouldn't have necessarily thought about, but I like, turns out that I really crutch on the whole time. So net rods in case my, you know, in case my Lieutenant dies, um, don't, like don't play for those. At least playing UK, have you, yeah, well you killed my Lieutenant in that game with, for day or whatever um and then i was like well you know i have four points <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I can't spend four points on an order like i have to spend 13 points 15 points to like fill it into the into the link it was uh yeah it was a weird a weird feeling being like man i wish i had net runs i wish i had net runs of laments in this list like see that yeah, was bizarre whenever bizarre. whenever i build 400 point lists i always kind of find that i still manage to include the super cheap stuff but it's my top pieces that i just upgrade to the even more expensive versions of yeah so um like instead of heavy infantry i'm taking a tag or something so I'm upgrading at the top end, but still filling out the bulk of of rubbish. I, I, um, I think, yeah, I've, yeah, I've I think that's to find I approach it. Probably the that's probably the better way of approaching it. Trying to approach it like a 300 point list, except you're just your 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 hitters are even more dangerous. Um, the, the the problem I'm finding when I'm building lists is I'm like, oh, I can take this and I can take this, and then I have like six like six pieces that are all like vying for my orders and I can only spend it on maybe one or two of them a turn, yeah. which then means I have like a heavy inventory just sitting at the back going, I'm just, just going to chill out here. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's different, you know, not being able to lean on flashball spots or things like the Bertos quite as easily. Um, it, and it, but it's still an interesting exercise, right? You, you start looking at other profiles um, that you maybe maybe didn't look at before. I can t- I can tell you, um, trying to run a hack list or 400 points, I'm now actually looking at the 10 point Kumbiker because he's got a rifle like shotgun and an EMCC weapon. And I'm like, well, I have points for him now. I don't have to do the 5.1. I can go for the 10.1. And as we'll discuss later on with season 13, them now potentially getting cover and mimetism. That's a rifle like that's a BS11 rifle like shotgun with mimetism for 10 points. Who also is good in CC, mate. They, this this season, this season is just biker mice from Mars. <laughs> oh, I love that reference. Oh my god, when I find that, when I find that show. Um, so yeah, but that's that's basically uh, been it. It was uh, for for me. I haven't done any any hobby. Um, I actually did go to the to the toy store today, uh, the hobby store today, and and pick up some more uh, matte varnish because I um, realised that a lot of my miniatures are not varnished and I need to need to do that. Um, but that's it. That's been it for me. What about you, Nick? Well, I'm like before. Quick. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Just real quick before I move on, we, it, it should it should be made clear that in that game we played, I I, I did win. Oh yes, sorry. I, I was I was deliberately <laughs> avoiding the, the point where you where you beat me uh, decisively. Um, in in uh, yeah, but we'll 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 maybe talk about that uh, when we get to that the mission yeah. that we played because it was frostbite and it uh, I, I, it's quite I, interesting. I do I do like how Kev did try and just just skim straight past that. <laughs> just part. barrel straight through it. Right? Yeah. We're on a schedule, guys. Gotta We've got to keep got to keep, keep rolling. Can't 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 be can't be like losing time on all this who who won who lost bullshit. Just come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, it's Thanks, not important, okay. you know. At the end of the day, it's the, it's it's the, it's the game of the infinity. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for pulling me up on that. Though. Everyone won. It's, it's, oh. It was. It was just fun was had. Yeah. So I mean, I've I've not had managed to get any games in recently. Unfortunately, I've I've kind of gone off TTS. I don't know why. I just I'm just not feeling the vibe on it at the moment. So I haven't had any TTS games um, come in. But I have uh, started getting my hobby side of things in order, and by that I mean I've just been buying things um, hobby related. To be honest. Um, I'm getting myself a nice little setup uh, painting desk. I really want to dedicate some time um, in my sort of daily schedule to be able to fit in a bit of miniature painting so I can really up my um, level up on that personally. Um, I bought a whole new range of paintbrushes. Um, I'm a big fan of the Army Painter paintbrushes. I've used them for years and I really like them. So I just got a whole bunch of new ones from them, like a whole range um, in a pack. Um, and then I've also um, backed a Kickstarter that went, um, up recently, which is the um, the Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy Two Thin Coats Paints range. Mm. So Duncan Rhodes is like, um, he, from what I understand, he used to be like a Games Workshop master painter or something, and then um, left them and went out on his own and started his what's it, what's the Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy, which is like a thing you can subscribe to for painting tutorials and that sort of thing. And then in association with an organization called Trans Atlantis Games, they've come up with a whole range of miniature paints, um, which they launched the Kickstarter for a couple of weeks ago, and it just finished up recently and they managed to raise um like one almost 1.2 million dollars uh us um for the um with with almost eight thousand backers as well um the range is really cool um this is this is not sponsored content by the way this is just something i'm, I'm interested in i find the range is really cool because all the different colors come in like um what they call triads so all the primary and secondary colors and and, and everything has like for your yellow for example you've got a mid-tone yellow and then like a darker version and a, and a highlight version of the same color to so that it's easy and you get the whole if you get the whole range you've got everything there and it's all laid out and simple and ready and easy to use. So um, in my painting journey, I think that's going to be real helpful. And they reckon they're going to be delivering in January. So it's pretty, wow. it's going to be a pretty truncated um, rollout um, in that, because uh, it's what, October now. Mm. The uh, you can the, So the Kickstarter has closed. If you want to check it out, you can, um, uh, when they open up the pledge manager, which they're going to be opening up like, in a couple of weeks time, I believe, um, then you can do like a late pledge uh, where you can go in. Even if you didn't back the Kickstarter, you can basically buy the same stuff as if you had backed it on the Kickstarter, which is great. So anyone who's missed out can check it out. And um, I think the, the pledge manager, they did an update today, I think, or yesterday that the pledge manager is going to close on the 15th of November. So it's only going to be open for like two weeks because they, they don't want to do anything that's going to delay the delivery in January. So um, I have my nice, a nice set of uh, brand new miniature paints, which I'm very excited for. What um, what drew you to them? I mean, obviously Duncan Rhodes is a well known name, and and you know his 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 tagline. I think is two two. Yeah, so- is, didn't it used to be one thick coat? Was that not his tagline, or has he changed it now to two thin coats? Is it- Am I, am I mixing well, him the up? Well, one, the one, one thick coat is, is the contrast, is the Citadel contrast paints. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, two, yeah. Two, two thin coats is a bit, is a bit of a takeoff from that, um, I guess. Mm. But, um, well, the two, the two thin coats was around for years, and then the one thick coat was to make, like, making fun of the two thin coats thin. Because oh. it was just something that Duncan would say in all of his videos. Yes, right. Two thin coats. So it was sort um, of his, his catchphrase. 
Yeah, right. so I came I came across that because um, last weekend or the weekend before the week before, um, hosted by the guys by Viv from Knights of Dice. Oh yeah, did a twenty four hour painting marathon on YouTube where they had a whole bunch of guests come on and. Uh, they yeah painted painted middies and had chats and did sort of like semi interview type things with a bunch of different YouTubers and and um, people that were prominent in the in the miniature painting community. Um, that went for yeah twenty four hours straight, so a bit of a bit of a slog. I probably tuned in for like half an hour here and there through the day, but at one point um, where I tuned in, they were talking about this Kickstarter, so I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty interesting. I'm gonna check it out. So that's how that's how I heard about it. Um, that twenty four hour um, twenty four hour painting stream was to support uh, it was a charity stream supporting beyond blue um i put a donation in for that as well which is um which is great because it's, it's an amazing cause um we've got a few charity things going on at the moment because we've still also got our charity um auction not auction raffle 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 yes right yes now. the the, the... Yeah. so if you want to get involved you can um win the uh prototype not pro- or yeah the i guess you call it a prototype uh uh, Vostok that we received and uh, were absolutely horrible too in the uh, in the testing and um, and beat up that we did on it. But uh, Julian's managed to do a really great job of painting it up like a um, like an old T thirty four Russian tank, uh, which also would have enjoyed a beating. So um, you can uh, every every five dollars that you that you put through, you'll get like one entry into the into the raffle there. So um, we'll put a link in the show notes that as well we've, we've already raised quite a bit of money as well which is great and that goes that's going towards lifeline lifeline um, yeah and i've then i've done the actual proper fundraising page now via lifeline so that, that that's a bit easier than going through our it's, it's, gmail it's no longer it's no longer dodgy uh paypal deposits directly into kevin's account <laughs> it's yeah. now official uh lifeline um yeah i'm totally gonna pass those along yeah yeah, so uh, you know, um, yeah, it's 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 looking good. We've had we've had some we've had uh, a lot of entries, and um, yeah, it runs until the end of October. So we'll do the we'll do we'll do the draw. Maybe maybe when we have our next episode, or 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 maybe shortly after that. Um, that's good. Uh, oh, actually, I want to mention quickly the you were just talking about the Knights of Dice Viv um, doing the charity raffle, the charity raffle, the twenty four hour painting challenge. Yeah, I was I was watching that as well, and it was yep. it was excellent. Um, yeah, uh, also um, our own local Chris uh, Topher Streets. He's 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 also donating. I'm not sure if he's done it already. I'll have to hit him up. He was donating a fully painted um, the Yu Jing half of. Um, Caldstrom. Caldstrom. Yeah, so he painted it during the twenty four hours, and he was going to give it away uh, to anyone who donated. So I'll have to actually find out who 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 won that because I was pretty keen. Well, they, yeah, they managed to get a whole bunch of. Um, they managed to, to rake in a whole bunch of prize support for the for the twenty four hour event. So um, I believe they're going to be doing another stream where they sort of draw names for all the stuff that. Oh right, so actually check out uh, check out the Knights of Dice um, Facebook page. Uh, to see any info on that as well. So. Yeah, cool. All right. They managed to raise like eleven thousand dollars or something. Though. Something. I think it. Yeah, I think when I was watching it, they amazing. they just they just broke. They, yeah, they broke ten ten grand when I was listening. So yeah, not surprised they went went over that. So yeah, excellent excellent effort from Viv and Ed and and Chris and those all the other guys who were on the stream. It was it was fun. It was fun. It's fun just to sit down and, and listen to them chat. It was it was a lot of fun. It was great. 
Um, right. So what else have we got? So we've got um, well, we've got we've got some recent uh, releases and news to talk about as well. So as you most of you will be aware, uh, Fiddler and the authorized bounty hunter bike is now available on Army. That was that that came in last week sometime. Um, so people have been you know getting to grips with those profiles, and obviously we'll be talking about the uh, biker. Uh, later on in the show, um, tag raid the video for the Stein Stein drag Drain drag, basically a dragon. Tag raid is going to come with a dragon. So along with the big worm, they now have a flying beast. Which what, what I like about this is is the the Sorry, worm cool. the worm's on like a kind Sorry, of deserty cool. world, but this dragon looks like it's on a on a on a snow world, which I think kind of lines in quite nicely to. Frozen Roads because it's on a it's on um, Concilium Prime, one of the planets. What's it called again? On Helheim. So I'm wondering, because Helheim is also a mining colony. I'm wondering if this like expansion or whatever they're going to do for the for Tagrade is going to be on Helheim. So that's 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 pretty interesting that they're doing that. Um, tie tie into that, yeah. I mean, I was I was very much on the fence about tag raid, and then I saw this dragon, and I'm I like, know, right? Ooh, just pulling us in. If the, like just 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 as I get out, they drag me right back in. If the know? little robots weren't so, enough, I'm still. <laughs> oh, oh, that little the little no. um, the weighted companion cube with little legs. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm still. I'm, I'm all the I'm, way in. I don't know. I'm still on yeah, the fence. I'm on, I'm on the like fence. Like I've got Defiance sitting in a box behind me, and I don't know if I actually want to open it. Yeah. Just in case I want to sell it unopened, yeah. sort of thing. That's where I'm at, I'm at at the moment with Defiance. So if I get tag rate, is it just like, going to be the same thing or what? Defiance is like dozens of models, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's like I don't, I don't even know how many. There's maybe fifty models. Yeah, but it's okay, it's, still, it's it's still a and lot. Tag rate's just like. What? Well, we don't know yet because we've already like since. Or... That's the me. thing with the way that these Kickstarters run, right? Is as it, as you get more and more people pledging, they expand it, and they put little extras in, and and more miniatures and expansions, and then who knows how big it's going to get. We've already got like so... over a dozen models, oh, right. okay. you know. Now because we've got like we've got the tag, four tags, four prospectors, four little robot dudes, and then the two big, big, big baddies. So. Uh, you know, and then we've obviously we haven't heard we haven't heard anything yeah, from. So forty models. I mean, that's okay for now. Models, but I mean, like we haven't we haven't seen any any Aleph stuff or hack stuff or fourteen models. You know, that's 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 you know that's even less than what it takes to play Infinity. You only need fifteen <laughs> models, right? So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was pretty stoked with it when they did the little cute little robots. Um, also, um, quickly, just an age check. Um, was that is that Wally or Johnny Five? The Ariadna one that got came out. Wallet. It's Wally for me. It's Wally. Okay. I, I think it's an amalgam. I think it's. I think they've taken. They've taken design cues from both. Yeah. Yeah. Broad. Broad appeal. It was. It was the first thing. You, first thing I saw was, was 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 short circuit when I saw that. But then I was corrected. It does look more like Wally. No, I. Yeah. I. I saw. I saw Wally first and short circuit second. Mm-hmm. So I did see both, but that was that. Was... Yeah, cool. Well, but I mean, Wally takes design cues from short circuit anyway. So yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> it's all a con- continuum. That's right. Nothing's uh, original. And then today, I think uh, <laughs> today or yesterday, we had the painted minis. Um, so we've we've seen the renders. We, we talked about the renders in the last show, but we've now seen the painted minis for Mendoza, the Zondermotes, Varang- uh, the female Varangian, and Saladin. So, what do we think about those? <laughs> 
Well, I was getting the Varangian anyway, but but I'm I'm even more impressed now that I've seen one painted up real nice. I feel like like Saladin, I can't decide if he's like using his fingers to count with, <laughs> or if like if you kind of look at it a certain way, he's got his hands in front of himself like he's holding a football and he's the quarterback. Oh about yeah, to like yeah, I see it. what the play is and throw and throw that throw the ball. So that's that's my um I I, I do like I like the miniature, but um, the Varankian, I just don't know. I really like the other ones, right? I really like the other ones. I really like... Um, well, the one. There's only one we've had so far. It's only been one other one, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. The, um, no, what's the, the person from uh, Aristea? Um, who everyone was proxying as Varankian. Um, the chick. Sorry. The chick. Uh... The, um, in the 18... 18- Oh, Val- oh, Valkyrie. Oh my god. I'll oh, yeah, yeah. I get you. Valkyrie. Valkyrie, yep, yep, yep. Valkyrie. Valkyrie's practically a... Um... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I don't know if she is, but I definitely, yeah, the aesthetic is very... She's she's more closely tied to the first Varang game we saw, whereas the second Varang game we saw is more closely tied to Cosmoflot. Um, and it's, it's interesting that CB are doing this. Um, I like it, but it, it can be jarring for some people who might want, you know, who might want both those Varang game models to play in 012 and go well one looks like this and the other one looks like beast mode Frangian. like it, it it might they might not like that but i personally think it's cool that they um are taking different cues i just wonder if they'll release more and have like another kind of theme i don't know if they will but you know it would be kind of fun to have like but i mean varangians are like in so many different factions though as well so the idea being that you can have one that's kind of themed more towards this faction whereas the next one's themed towards the other faction then you'll have another one i I mean i honestly i don't expect them to necessarily release more no but but i i like the i like the concept i mean they're in o12 and they're in ariadna and they're in a couple of the um any two factions so basically one o12 varangian and one ariadna Rangin, and that's that's your lot. But I mean, it would be nice to have a box of four that is maybe something a bit more generic, something that could bo- go into both factions. So something that looks like a warband but isn't super uh, Russian uh, or super um, space uh, person. So um, I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. Space cops. But space the, cops. Yeah. The one, the one with the with the axe still has like Ariadne like designs on it surely it it does it just it just clearly fits the o12 i mean it's also in large part down to how it's painted i think too i think i think you could definitely paint up that uh, o12 one to look more ariadne and just but you know painting it green or something so uh yeah i I get it um and i know some people are probably upset that they have this kind of russian one that's carrying a trench hammer which it doesn't even have on its profile which is odd but that's by and by Um, anyway, so we'll move on and we'll talk about upcoming... Trench, trench hammers do look kind of threatening. Well, they do look cool. It's just, it's just, they do look think, scary. It's just I think, odd. I think, they're over, I think it's over the top. I think it's over the top. The other one with like the two-handed axe looks way, way cooler. Mm. Anyway. Go on, Kev. Yep. Make your segue. Uh, so uh, upcoming events. So as we mentioned earlier, uh, Operation Cool Breeze is due to kick off on the 7th of October. That is Ben's 400-point league on TTS. 
Uh, we've had a few later entries come in. Uh, I think some international players are um, coming in, so that's or at least interstate players are coming in for it. So that's that's going to be really exciting. Four hundred points. We were talking before is going to be a very interesting uh, few weeks to see what the the lists look like, what the armies look like. Um, yeah, really really excited to to, to throw down some four hundred points um for that so i think i think there's still signups available i'm not sure i guess by the time this comes out it probably won't be I, available i believe oh, he yeah. just he just he just sent through the first um the first matchups oh right as we were setting up to record this so oh yeah no the entries yeah. for that have closed closed yesterday oh, okay right um so uh, no no new entries but if anyone does uh, anyone out there listeners if you do have any events coming up and want us to have a chat about them or, or spruik them on the cast feel free to uh, send the info through to loss of lieutenant at, at gmail.com gmail we'll, that's um, it happy to talk about it good pun um all right and we then also have our uh, september challenge which was the alpha strike the way of the alpha um uh, that has finished and we have announced a winner so congratulations to theo for his um, entry he talked about um his experience playing uh dash at so that was good we had six entries in the end um all of them all of them excellent some some hilarious uh, stories uh, jordan especially running his sujan duo that was um that was uh, that that was a really bloody battle report it also um, I think his opponent was also running something similar, as in um, alpha striking. And I think his opponent ran. His opponent was playing JSA, and he ran like four bikes. Um, and of course, the bikes went second, and the, Su- oh. the, Su- the Sujan duo was just like, I "Guess I'm gonna shoot some bikes then." Um, but he had some success with the plus one burst heavy shotgun, which obviously did sh- made short work of those poor, poor Aragoto bikes, unfortunately. But um, uh as always yeah great great um great reading all of your entries and hearing the discussion around uh the broader discussion around alpha striking so with that in mind yeah. we... on on oh. those monthly um on those monthly challenges as well we do have um kev you've just received a nice little package of a whole bunch of lost lieutenant patches which uh, oh yes um we posted it up on our facebook as well so to uh to offload some of those um as well as obviously whoever wins the monthly challenge gets the, the blister uh, blister pack of a miniature of their choice. Um, also, just some random entries or, or special mentions. We're going to send off some of those um, patches too, as well. So, um, if you want a lost lieutenant patch, they're going to be uh, limited edition and um, hot uh, hot property. Uh, so, uh, so get your entries in. Yeah, I, um, we have about hundred. I don't know if it's just um... oh. Sorry, I just got to say I don't know if it's the shorthand between between the pod, but um, you've got in the show notes here you've got Jordan's list down as the uh, Susan duo. Oh yes, and I was I was looking at that and I just couldn't piece together what <laughs> who Susan is. Yeah, no, that that is definitely my, like, oh, my shorthand. Finding out what that is. That is my autocorrect failure. That was uh, Sujan, <laughs> and then just correcting to Susan. I think that's uh, definitely what 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 they should be called. Oh no, they're Susans now. The Susans, yeah. <laughs> they're they're not uh, they're not Karens. They're Susans. Um, yeah, no, good. Yeah, good. We finally have got our, our patches. Um, they, they they came in the other day, and we uh, we've got we've got got some of those to give away um, in future challenges. So speaking of which, uh, the October challenge is uh, Need for Speed. So in line with ITS 13 and the prevalence that we, you know, of, of bikes uh, in the game, 
um, make use of mobility. So this, is, this doesn't have to mean bikes in particular. It can mean uh, anything that you know is speedy, anything that's got six two, six four move, eight four move, bikes, tags, remotes, um, anything with movement skills such as climbing plus, dodge, dodge bonuses, or or even terrain skills. Just you know, experiment with with lists that, that make gotta, use gotta of. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Yeah, make make use of the units in the in the game in your army with these skills and see if you can pull off any neat tricks. Um, I know terrain terrain itself gets um, you know gets kind of downplayed as a skill um, in in the game. Uh, obviously, CB are trying to address that with with these uh, with the new with the new season. So, what better time to dig through your collection and find those units that can benefit from those um, from those blizzard zones and those uh, arctic conditions so as always we got to the end of the month to write an essay or a battle report on your experiences send it over to us at lossoflieutenant at gmail.com a random winner will be drawn at the end of the month to win a blister of their choice from the legend over at toy soldier imports um, and then we also are announcing our very first quarterly challenge which um, was uh, something that this is big this guys this is big this is big this is this is this is huge so we've had a lot of support over you know from you guys over the last last year of us of or whatever doing of, of us doing the challenges and we've had some uh, people write in and ask us if we're gonna ever do a hobby challenge and so i thought well let's 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 get done let's let's do it right we've got we've got we've got to the end of the year um you know some of us are getting a bit of uh, fatigue right now in lockdown some of us maybe have have been enjoying freedoms and maybe haven't have been neglecting their their painting queue. So this is your opportunity now to um, finish something, get it done, uh, as 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 it were. You know, we've all got defiance has come through our doors recently. Uh, some of it's been sitting for a lot longer for those who got the split shipment, and uh, I have yet to put any paint on my defiance miniature. So I have put set myself a challenge to to do at least the defiance core crew. Um, which I might, I might not make, but I'm going, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But, um, but, and that's, and that's the, that's the thing though, right? This we're not, we're not saying what you have to do. You have to set yourself what your own goal is, and then you got to get her done. So, um, set your own, uh, set your own, your own, um, objective. And then, um, in the, over the next three months before the end of the year, is, is that October, November? Yeah. By yeah. the end of the year. Get it done. Yeah, done. And then, uh, and and that's what. What what are you? Um, have, what are you going to be doing? Yeah, we yeah we, we yeah game. we do. Um, so, so the prize uh, given it's a quarterly challenge. Uh, Toy Soldier Imports are, are sponsoring this podcast, and they will be um, a winner of the challenge. Will get a small, uh, like the box sets. You know, like not the army packs, but like a box set. So you know those Just like three to four miniatures. Yeah, regular size box, like the ones you get, like the three three four miniatures in usually. Um, one of those boxes. So um, yeah, yeah. So if, if the winner comes in, it's like, oh, crimson stone is in a box. So I get that. I'm like, no, no, a small, a small box. Those, those, um, <laughs> those, those, those wee ones. Orange ones. The orange ones. Yes. Um, what, what are you got? What are you planning on doing, Nick? Mate, I honestly haven't really laid out my own plan as yet. Um, cause I do, I've got things on my painting table, but I don't have much infinity on my painting table. Most of my infinity stuff is that's, finished. That's I don't a good, have many projects yeah. on the go at the moment for infinity. So if I want to pick a new project, like looking at my shelf right now, I do have Crimson Stone and Caldrum sitting unopened over there. So maybe I'll jump something out of one of those and, and paint her up. 
So did you get all your tack painted, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I've got all the, all the tack painted sitting in a nice little display shelf over there at the moment as well. So um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I was I was actually really proud proud of that um, that little achievement. So sitting sitting over there, <laughs> literally, I have had one game with them. With them, yeah. Um, Not enough in person games, damn you! But damn um, you. maybe one day. And and that's a good point about the uh, non-infinity. I have had some people say, does it have to be infinity? And look, I mean, we're an infinity podcast, so yes, preferably. But even if you don't... We'd probably, you know, probably you, prefer it. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd prefer it. But I mean, you know, you, you can also look at, you know, it doesn't have to be miniatures. It can be terrain. It can be um, something else hobby related. Maybe you've got a hobby desk that's in desperate need of some, you know, juicing up. You know, you've been sitting there in your cramped corner desk and maybe you want to just get in bigger desk or whatever. Like, you know, do whatever whatever it is. Just, you know, set yourself a goal to do it by the end of the year. But, you know, again, it's, it's broad. You know, it can be one miniature. It can be 100 miniatures. Just get her done. You got anything you want to get done, Kirby? Yeah, I think I'm going to finish that, um, that Eugene army uh, that I bought. Um, they took to a couple of tournaments in in the in the window that we had where we could actually have proper face to face tournaments. Um, yeah, I got that using I painted a um, a blue wolf real nice, and then everything else like got the yellow done, and it's just sitting there looking oh, at me. Oh yeah, that was a yeah, it's a Shame, good, good looking shamefully. yellow. Yeah, I, I had a really good time, you know, getting the airbrush out on it, and I just sort of yeah never got around to finishing it. Um, and I'd also I've got. Cosmo, but I think they're sort of like at some point I'll get them done. I don't know if I'll commit to one one day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll commit to having them done by the end of the year. It'd be nice, but I've also got you know, got some other stuff going. <laughs> so just finishing the Eugene might be the way to way to do it. No, very good, very good. Cool. Well, um, that probably is going to wrap up that. Part of the show, do you reckon, Kev? I reckon I so. To yeah, I reckon we move to talk a... about the big old ITS Lucky Thirteen. Yeah, I reckon we maybe move to a quick, a quick pee break, and then we'll come back and we'll get stuck into Frozen Coke, uh, uh, Fury Road, Fury Road, <laughs> Road. That co- yeah, Fury, Fury, Fury Coke. <laughs> Coke of Fury, the Road of Fury. Yes, uh, let's let's go, and we'll be right back. All right, all right, listeners, welcome back. We are uh, into the second half of the show now, where we're going to talk about ITS thirteen, Frozen Roads. So this dropped literally yesterday, um, and apparently there's already like three podcasts that have put out their episodes on it. So um, I guess we're, Look, we're we're last. It's in okay, that. Kev, because the hot off the press from Lost Lieutenant, we're the only podcast who's recording after the official document has actually dropped. So everybody else you listen to is on the 0.0 version, which has been updated and changed. So good luck with all your uh, mistakes and um, addendums you're going to have to make in the future, guys, um, which we will never, ever have to do. Nope. No mistakes from us. You heard, you heard, it, you heard it first. <laughs> <Yeah>. 100% <laughs> yep, correct that, information. That updated document that I, that updated document that I definitely uh, uh, interrogated uh, exhaustively. Yeah, we are not. We are, we are not MayaCast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> get things right. Um, 
So, Oof. so we'll just get stuck. Just fired. Just fired. We'll just get stuck yeah, into let's it. Go. Let's so, go. Let's go. So, so the um, so we'll we'll just we'll just touch on the basic concept of ITS thirteen because I feel like that often gets glossed over by by others. They just like, right, where's the missions? What are we doing? Let's play. But it's important to understand why we're why these rules are in place. So, um, the basic concept is it's based on Helheim, which is the Antarctic continent of Concilium Prime, which we all as we all know is the planet that's under attack by the combined army. It's a scientific and I guess sorry, just Kev, before you what? jump into that, like Fucking taking him a step further backwards, <laughs> or sorry, a step further out, right. is that um C B used their ITS to further the story Ah, uh, not the very it's a very good point. Thank you for yeah, thank you for mentioning that, Nick. Yes, um, because I just wanted, which I just wanted to mention. So so this is a progression, it is further in time from where we were in the previous season. Yes, that that's right, and it's also further. It's also you know we also know that in four drops we're now what 180 years in the future or something like ridiculous like that. Um, so you know the the things have progressed, and now you know combined army have they have the um. Uh, fuck. Well, last season they got their stronghold in the um, in the su- southern yeah. Antarctic continent of Concilium, and ne- and that was like the start of that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Frozen Concilium, though, was it? Oh, yeah, it was. It was Concilium Prime. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, last season. Yes, last season. Yes. Whereas, and then this this season is then the extension from that. Yes, and yeah. I was trying to remember the name of the gate that has allowed combined army to um attack concilium and i can't remember it uh oh Cer- cerberus because i had a tournament named after it so the cerberus gate is now what the sea uh, combined army are pouring out of and uh, able to launch uh, direct attacks on concilium prime so for this season we are on the antarctic continent for whatever reason um well we we know that it's a it's, a, it's an important scientific and mining outpost which um kind of starts to make a little bit more sense as to why we're why these rules are here so um some other information is miners who work on the antarctic continent would use snowmobiles to get around uh, it became a popular pastime and then it sort of turned into a sport but morphed into using modified bikes because they i don't know for whatever reason were faster than snowmobiles go figure um and then of course combined army are attacking and um Essentially, yeah, it's kind of like this is the skirmish that's going on in, on the Antarctic continent between the humans and the aliens with these um, miners and, and scientists, I guess, who are using these bikes to get around and are helping each side of the each side of the uh, the warring factions, I guess. So that's a little bit of and like background. like looking at some of these rules that you see, like that theme of high speed bikes is definitely. Um, emanates throughout the um the special rules as well as the setting right i'm not sure if we've really had a season that has specifically stated you are in this location right so these missions have certain things like your blizzards like your um what is it arctic terrain or whatever it's called yeah um whereas previously they'd just be like yeah these are the rules you can kind of use them sometimes but actually what we're looking in season 13 is that okay this is this is where the conflict is happening this is where your games are being played it definitely feels in, a little in, bit in the in the law. Yeah, it, I mean, well, I they've, they've had in other seasons, like they've had like running themes. You know, the data trackers were all like weird. They were all trying <laughs> like, to find the the, the information. Spy. Yes. Like, yeah, with that with the hackers, so, and then and then the one and the Xenotech. The Xenotech was when they were trying oh, to God. find. Oh. They were trying to find because they're all trying to find the the Xenotech that was on. 
Econtesimento? No, not Econt... Oh, what's the other one? Paradiso. They were trying to find the, the Xenotech on Paradiso, so that's why everyone had a Xenotech who is like, you know, your shitty Indiana Jones who's going around and digging holes for you while you're like covering them. So, you know, these all make sense when you, when you, when you, you know, if, if the rule is shit, at least if you can understand the reason why it's there, it might soften the blow perhaps so um, oh, i like it I, I like that it makes a bit of a theme around your games and your tournaments and it always even though these are this is the its so it is the rule set for the competitive framework of the game that is how most people play infinity so to yeah. have story attached to that as well i i enjoy i enjoy even though i think oh, it sometimes pushes the narrative can, yeah and, and, and it's funny because people were like well if it's a tournament setting why are we having all these weird and random rules and like well because a tournament doesn't have to be chess. A tournament can be have all these fun and interesting things. It allows the designers to flex their creative muscles. Um, and as you said, it's because we mostly play in the tournament setting. So um, I, I think, you know, I think by and large, this, um, from what I've seen so far, this uh, season looks like it's going to be well received, but we need to get into the, the changes. So I've made a list of changes on the run sheet. So we'll kind of go through some of the, some of the general changes then the kind of um, more mission-specific changes, and then also talk, talk about which missions um, those are affecting, and then also if any of the missions have changed from last season. So um, up first, one of the, f- um, the one of the big changes that we've seen from last season is the scoring has changed. So whereas in season twelve, it was um, obviously you, season, season- Kev, you were, you've always been a big advocate of this game, this, this change. So I'm, I'm glad we've seen it put in here. So yes. Um, Go yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So season between N three and N four, obviously the, the scoring changed wholesale. Anyway, like we, I can't remember what the N three scoring was or the old seasons scoring was. It was, was. All, it was a lot more binary. Yeah, it was like I can't even remember now. What was it? It was like fuck. Anyway, it doesn't really well, matter. It, there, it, it didn't. It didn't have didn't have the offensive bonus and the defensive bonus. Those came in last season. Yes. Um, but what we're seeing now is also a rejigging of how your victory ties. And victories and ties are scored as well. In terms yeah, of so when when season 12 dropped and we had some communication from Heloise about um, how they wanted to make it more like rugby scoring, so uh, I was like, oh, awesome. I know what rugby scoring is, being, you know, having watched rugby since I was wee. Um, and when we talk about scoring, we don't mean in the game, we talk about in the tournament setting. So I was like, excellent. So when it came out, when season 12 came out, and I looked at it, I was like, well, that's not rugby scoring, Heloise. You're you're nearly there, but you're not quite there. And I, I kind of was like, ah, oh, this this is fine. Um, but I have been saying since season 12, going, we should really change it. If they want to be rugby scoring, it should really be what the scoring is. So what it used to be was uh, three points for a win, one point for a draw, and then you got the offensive and defensive bonus. Um, and by what it should be was four points for a win and two points for a draw, which is what the rugby scoring is. So I'm glad that they've actually updated that. Um, because so it, that means it's even it's possible for if you get a tie, but you also get the offensive bonus. Bonus, yep. No, yeah, you, you can't. Get get, you can't get a tie, but also get defensive bonus because then you'd be no. losing by two or less. That's right. No, so you could get a tie and an office in bonus to get you three points. Yeah. So what? My, my main bug. Could, yeah. Uh, sorry, Ryan. Were you going to say something? Uh, yeah. No, I was just going to agree. Like it just sort of like broadens the um the bell curve, right? The so you get, like you'll have like a broader distribution of of of, of games, hopefully. Yeah, well, that's that's the, the uh, that's the idea. You know, now it, now the maximum points you can score is five. 
So it goes, you know, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, whereas before it was 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Um, and one of, the th- one of the things that we noticed, you and I, Brian, noticed when we had a, uh, had a game of Mindwipe was when we had the uh, tournament, we, there was about half the, half the player field all scored a 5-all draw on uh, the first round. The 5-all draw yeah. in the old rules was um, you get one point for a draw and one point for a score for an offensive bonus. So you get two points. Right, but if someone who lost six five also got two points, so which never made sense to me. I was like, "Well, I've drawn, but I've got the same points as someone who lost." How the fuck does that uh, work? I get you. Yeah, six so, five. Because if it's six five, you get the plus one for the offensive bonus and plus one for the def- defensive bonus. Which correct. Is the same as a two for a tie. Correct. Yeah. So now with season thirteen, if we got a five all draw again, Ryan, then we would both get three points, whereas the person who lost would get yeah. only two. So you know, only one point less, but it's still, it's a, it's because it, the TP is the main bracket. Well, when you're we only scoring off. five possible points, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, there's more of a delineation, more of granularity in, in, in that, and it also, um, it also means that you're going to fight for it. Even when we had our recent uh, online TTS event, I ended up drawing with Kyle like three all, but we, I end up getting the same score as if I draw if I'd lost three two, so kind of. I, shit. I think like this kind of appears to be like an innocuous tiny tweak, but I really think it is going to have a massive impact on the way that tournaments results come out and the way that we see um, the spread of players and where people land up. You're going to have a lot less because there's more of a range. You'll have a lot less people. Yeah, ending, oh, I was on the same number. It's um, it's going to be much, much broader. So massively. Yeah. It's, it's only going to really impact the midfield, right? Like it's not something that you, no, if Everyone you're if you're if you're winning so much, if you're winning you're actually winning by more technically. But now it means at least if you draw and you get the offensive bonus, you're on three points. Whereas someone who who won but only scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I to subtly channel some Julian oh. there. Oh. Being 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 a mid- I am I am just that good. Uh, being, being a midfield being a midfield player, that's why I'm so excited about this because I'm going to be the most impacted. That's this is me chasing this is me chasing third all the time. You know, this is this is going to help my ability to maybe just get on the podium this time. That's what that's what I'm all about. I love my draws. Um, that, that last game that we had, Ryan, who won that game? I can't remember. It's too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't concern himself with the with the what was that line? The machinations of mortals. The, or something? the, the lion does not concern himself with the opinions of sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually, I actually, to be honest, like I don't remember. Did you beat me in that game? I did. Yeah. Somehow. Oh, cool. It's like, yeah. that's like that it's like the end of uh mad, mad men it's like i don't remember you at all oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah yeah that's right that was when i was i was chasing your heavy infantry dude on the table firing everything i possibly could at it oh yeah that was that was maddening oh, i love that game oh no that sorry the so ladies i don't i don't think about you at all sorry all right yeah so um yeah so scoring's <laughs> been changed uh which is which is a great 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 uh, plus uh frostbite is back uh, and slightly changed, and we'll get into that. Safe area is out. Um, what do we think about that um, safe area uh, leaving ITS after so long Yeet. being there? Nah, get rid of it. I never saw it getting played personally. Honestly, it was it was either. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I've ever played it. I, I don't think I've ever played it. Yeah, I I don't mind it. It's uh, but generally, if you're doing quad control missions, it's usually um, not safe area that's being playing being played. No, it's supremacy or quadra control. 
right? Yeah, and it's, it's an end of game it's scoring one, so it is a bit different, but I don't think it's, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's gone. So, whatever. Well, I mean, in, and in my opinion, if, if, if that's a move away from less end of game scoring missions in, as a whole, I'm okay with that because I prefer missions that score throughout. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it, 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 it means that the, the, the difference between choosing first and choosing second is slightly mitigated, right? Like if you're getting rid of that, you know, it's all scored at the last minute stuff. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess safe area was mostly all about scoring at the end because you didn't even push buttons. You had to um, secure consoles and, um, dominate quadrants yeah, at the end of the game. Yeah, be a base with consoles. Yeah, which was yeah. like, ugh. I mean, acquisition's hard enough, and then you've got a safe area, which is kind of similar to that pain in the ass. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. We've also, uh, in the ITS... I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see Frostbite back, though, because that's a super fun mission. Yeah, it's 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 back, and we will um, we will be breaking down the the, the changes in it um, as we as we go on. Um, but it's it has changed, and it's changed, I reckon, for the better. But we'll 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 get in, we'll we'll talk about that soon. Um, a cool thing that CB have done is they've also added the diameter of tokens in the ITS pack, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but because most of the time you're using forty mil objectives, but there are some which use twenty five. Namely, capture and protect, which uses beacons. So when you have capture and protect things, those are twenty-five mil, not forty mil. Um, so I'm um, see, pre- like previous to this um, r- ruling, I've if it doesn't matter what it is, I've used something forty mil. Yeah, yeah, and and, because, and I think so, most of them are. Um, um, but like the, the the differences are like the supply boxes are forty, but when you extract it, it's twenty-five. The beacons are twenty-five. Uh, data pack is 25 so you know when you drop the data pack and you gotta pick it back up again it's 25 that sort of stuff sure um okay yeah which is you know i guess it's good to have it in the document just in case there's a bit of uncertainty on it um and then lastly well the other thing that's been changed a bit more generally is classifieds have been updated to account for the engaged state and unconscious models Thank goodness. I mean, you could usually just yeah, kind of work yeah, yeah. it out with some common sense that there is, you cannot be engaged with an unconscious model in N4. Um, and of course, the, the classifies like uh, nano espionage, I think was one of them, where you had to, where it says engage state with an unconscious model. You couldn't physically do it, but now they changed yeah. it to be in silhouette contact. Um, so that clears that up, which is nice. Um, but I mean, the, honestly, it's in, it's, it is an errata that was needed. Yeah, last, no, 100, 100%. When N4 came out. Yeah. So I mean, it's good that it's here, but it is a year late. Yeah. No, I think I think a lot of us in the community just kind of are like, well, I mean, I guess just celebrate content. Well, yeah. yeah. The few times, the few times it came up where someone was like, no, no, you can't do that, and I was like, but I want to kill the man. Mm-hmm. Please. Please. Yeah. No. It's like, how can I be in? I've done celib- everything right. Let me get the classified. Yeah. There's no other way of doing it unless they, unless they're alive, I guess. So. So I'm glad that's been changed. And the one thing they have um, removed from last season is how to score predators. So this is actually quite interesting. So, so originally, like way back in N3 days, predator you couldn't do it if you could agree. So if you had, but you, but back then you could still stab an unconscious body by like rolling your CC. Yeah. So, so Predator was distinctly different from could, um, from Extreme Prejudice because you had to kill a model in close combat, and it and it said on the card, 
coup de gras doesn't count. Then when N4 came out in season 12, they removed that need for coup de gras and you could use coup de gras to do it. So what it meant was you could do Predator by just going around at the end of the game shiving two or three models that were already unconscious and, hey, Predator, woo! Now you can't do that. It's gone back to how it was, um, but with the exception that you must attack these models in a non-null state. So what do we think about that? Good. What, what, I, I, where, sorry, where does it actually say that in the document? I'm looking at the update to the classified objectives and I can't see Predator in there. It's exactly, that's exactly. It's, it's been removed from the document. So because it's been removed from the document, you now have to rely on what the card says. And the classified oh, objective okay. card. Oh, right. Okay. I understand. Yeah. The classified objective right. card says coup de gras doesn't count. And because net four, when you walk into so in the previous season, did it say that coup de gras did count? Yes. In season right. 12, it said. Well, because you used counts. to be able to, like, you used to be able to walk up into engage state with in um, N3. Yeah. You used to be able to walk up to engage state with unconscious models and then just close combat them. Of course, yeah. yeah Rather than Kudagari, it's like... But in N4, if you do a close combat attack against an unconscious model, it is automatically a coup de gras. That's correct. Yes. So now you have to do it against a non... like so a, to, a, a, to achieve a Predator, you can't hit people that are already down. You've got to yeah. win in actual close combat. Which makes sense, because you can imagine after the fight you've got this like fuse layer just being like i'm the fucking predator check me out i just like stabbed three unconscious bodies <laughs> and they're like nah brah you're not like arnold schwarzenegger whereas now you know you've got to be you've, you've got to, you've got to like you know stab people with a sword and shit so i think that's um i mean it, on the one hand it's good i mean for it does it, does it makes it it makes it a lot harder oh, to super. achieve that um classified objective especially because it's um, a class i think it is get you an extra point that's true. If you can do more of them, you get extra points. So in the old system where you could do it to coup de gras, that would be an easy way to score extra points. Um, so the fact of, to making something that gives you extra points even harder, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and it, it does disproportionately affect, you know, armies that don't do TC well. So Pano, for example. Uh, but if you're a JSA or you're, you're a FIDE or you've got a speculo or something, <laughs> Ryan's rolling his eyes you're at me. You're giving us a funny face there, Ryan. Do you do you think Pano Pan, do like, close combat? Role? Pano, like, like, well known. I mean, they like, they do have a whole sectorial that. Yeah, they do have a whole <laughs> sectorial that has people with swords. Sure, okay. <laughs> not including. They're, they're, they're real good at close combat. <laughs> not including just... <laughs> not including space knights. Sure, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so if you got off a day speculos you know I, I, you know ninjas and things like that and then they they are more likely to be able to do it but you know old fusilier angus just going around at the end of the battle you know like in the you know in the napoleonic times just a guy going around like bayoneting like you know un- you know injured french troopers just being like i'm just, so good at just, <laughs> doesn't work just with a trolley full of shoes to sell afterwards <laughs> like <laughs> yeah he's not getting the classified anymore it's gotta be it's gotta be the it's gotta be the ninja who's doing that that classified so that's good i like i like that one um so on to the more uh season specific i guess you could say rules we have the first one which is called tactical ride um which is um which is what we've been talking about about making bikes better so this gives all bikes in the so game cool. partial cover uh, sorry not partial cover. it gives them all mimetism it gives them all 
mimetism and terrain total as standard on every bike in, in, that you have. Before, um, and before, before you think about it, before you say it, if mm-hmm. it's already, if a bike's already got mimetism neg three, it does not get mimetism neg three and an extra neg three to make it neg six. It just stays at neg three. Thank you for saying that, because yeah, that that's correct. They do. It does not stack, which is which is because and, and if you've if you've got that guy who's like, no, I get mimetism. Twice. Man, but 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 I want so, I want Penthesilia with mimetism neg nine, <laughs> just invisible. <laughs> That would be amazing. How good would that be? Bullshit. Uh, sorry, 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 Ryan. The the document clearly states that bikes now get neg three, so it's no longer neg six. It's now neg three. Oh yeah, yeah. Penny Pen- and cover. Penny, oh yeah, Penny shit. Loses. Oh no, she's lost three. Oh no, what the fuck? She loses. It's easier to see in the snow, apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, they all get mimetism and, importantly... Put on a high-vis jacket. <laughs> can be seen this. No. Uh, so they all get mimetism, neg three, <laughs> and terrain total, which is, which is important. And then, um, so something that, like, uh, uh, there's a few questions about this. So bikes, so all bikes in the game, regardless if they're impetuous or not, do not gain cover. But that's because most bikes are impetuous, you just assume it's because of the impetuous that doesn't grant them cover. So this this tactical yeah, ride was a specific line in the rule that says that a motorbike does not get cover. Yeah. So this season they will get cover. All bikes will get cover, but for impetuous bikes they have to choose between cover or impetuous. So there aren't many. I don't think there's actually. I think there's only one non-impetuous bike in the game. I think it's the one twelve. Um, motorized 112 so he now gets cover and doesn't lose anything for it but um other bikers like kum bikers and zon nautica yada yada they all have to before when you deploy them on the table you have to choose between do i want cover or do i want um impetuous um so that's Ooh, that's that's a cool that's a cool decision to make before the start of a game and because you choose it when you deploy them you don't have to choose it until you know you know who's going first you know what your tables like, what your missions like, what your opponents like. So that that creates some cool little like on the fly tactical, um, you know, considerations. I guess. Uh, what do yeah, we think it's about really this? Really going to be impacted by the table that's in front of you, right? And the path yeah. that you might be able to take is impetuous, or if there's loads of scatter, then you'll be able to get cover everywhere. And yeah, it's it's a really interesting choice you're going to have to make. It is. Um, well, what do we? What also, are we, what... one of the interesting little things that just brought up is um, so you choose when you deploy it. And there's a bunch of, like, we haven't gotten to it yet, but there's the authorized bounty hunter bikes. What do you do with bikes that get booty? You choose before or, off or after the booty roll. Ooh. It all happens. It's like an order, Kirby. It all happens simultaneously. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Because if I roll up a sniper rifle for my bike... <laughs> yeah, you're yeah he's, he's, he's getting cover. No, 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 no. I mean, you, you obviously, if he gets a sniper rifle, you want to have the extra impetuous phase order to get that free shot out so he can be oh, shooting more yeah, no, with no, that no, amazing good, good gun. Point. Yeah, no, obviously, yeah. It's no, the sorry, obvious I choice. Can't, I, can't believe, I can't believe what I was thinking. <laughs> so, so I guess um, uh, what, what, one of the questions I want to pose to you guys then is what do you, what, you know, what would you do? Would you, would you opt for cover or, or the impetuous order? Or does it, or does it, does it depend? Well, I, th- I think there's a line in the sand, right? So, like, there's bikes that you take um, for the purpose of, um, like, trading up, 
So like the bikes in Ariadna and Huck, right? Like the only reason why you take them, they they don't generate orders for you. They don't like like do anything for you in the back line except maybe like, you know, defending stuff with templates. But like the reason why you take them is that they've got all these extra orders to get across the battlefield and then you know, Kuhn bikes are like five points and then they just like trade up. Whereas like a Knight of Montessa um, or, or Pancilia. Like, or, that, or like that Nomad bike as well. Zonautica. Yeah, yeah. the, 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 yeah. the Zonautica. Like they're all bikes where you're paying a premium for those bikes. You're paying like, you know, I've got Pancilla, Pancilla's 37 points, like almost 40 points. You're paying a premium for that bike and, and the extra three orders over a game um, just isn't going to be like just isn't that useful i mean you know it's it's great it gets you up up the board but you know she's moving nine six in this edition in this game anyway i mean you can just spend orders on her to move her it's not you know you don't really lose anything by um um canceling out her impetuous and especially like so she has bioimmunity the knight of montessa has armor Armor four. four so i mean that yeah, so their armor seven, armor seven um, on bikes is like, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, with, that's um, armor seven on anything is a massive number. With with oh, with, with so mimetism good. as well. I mean, still well. is armor six. Yeah, with mimetism. Uh, I mean, that's one of the annoying things is like you know you are actually paying points, whereas the kun bikers, you yeah, know, are free. getting are getting a bonus for free. So, which is a bit of like a of a trade-off but i mean yeah i think i think that there's a line and that line is like maybe 15 points anything less than 15 points not disco impetuous like wham bam get it done uh anything over that you know i'm i'm gonna take i'm gonna i'm gonna crutch that color and just yeah have the um i think it have also the ability to actually weather a storm yeah i think it depends on what they're armed with as well so you know mentioning earlier like if the comb biker has a chain rifle why are you taking cover anyway because as soon as you're in effective range bands you're in effective range bands for your opponent's templates so cover by that point becomes a moot point um however if that biker also has a rifle then you could start going well you can start i can start engaging things out to 16 inches i've got mimetism and i can benefit from cover and I'm eight inches, eight inch move, you know, being able to benefit from cover would be quite useful. So, you know, that, that I think that's, um, and I think the point you mentioned before there about how it doesn't, it affects some bikers a little bit unfairly. I totally agree with that. So one of the things I was looking at before was the, the law keeper in 012, right? This guy's excellent. You know, he has a, he has a red fury. He's got base attack plus one damage, mimetism, armor two or three, like decent, decent guy. But then you got the authorized bounty hunter who also has a red fury, is half the cost, <laughs> is BS twelve, and now has mimetism and can get cover. He's he's effectively he's got the same damage output as a lawkeeper for half the cost. It kind of like shits on the yeah. lawkeeper a little bit, which is sad. Um, you know there will be some factions who'll go well. My I like this bike, but now the bounty hunter is just kind of better. Like obviously, I'm, I'm I'm generalizing a little bit. You know, there are other advantages. Like the lawkeeper is a, a regular order. The lawkeeper can have a sidecar, side side bot. Uh, the lawkeeper can be a specialist. Oh, actually, so can the authorized bounty hunter. But anyway, that's 
you know, there, there are some there are some issues with this with this um, tactical ride thing. But I'm really excited to try it for Hack Islam and try those ten point coon bikers with the rifle like shotgun. Yeah, fucking shooting things out to sixteen on elevens. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that for ten points. I'll do. I'll, I'll definitely be trying that 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 one out. Will you be giving them cover though? Yeah, I'll definitely be giving them cover. Yeah, if I if I get mimetism and cover, um, on a rifle. I'll I'll take that like and all every day because also also it's eleven that's not bad for hack as well you know I mean it's yeah it's, exactly it 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 also depends on on the on the table like you and I Ryan had a game recently where I ran the Zulekia and I we played three rounds and I never once used your impetuous order because you had a Takini sniper just sitting there going go on use your impetuous yeah. order I'm gonna fucking shoot you in the face so why would I bother using impetuous order if I'm looking at the table going well, this is terrible for bikes. This this terrain is way too open. I'm never going to use the impetuous order, so I'll just take the cover. And, you know, the cover might be completely useless for me because I might never be exposing myself to shots. But then, as we know, bikes have a large silhouette and, you know, you might you might, you might get shot at even if you're trying your hardest not to. That's, that, that silhouette size curve is something I was going to mention as well because if you consider the size of the silhouette and the way the cover works in N4... You, it's not going to be difficult for you to be getting cover to be able to obscure something of your silhouette behind something yeah. and still get a shot. That's off. a really good point, actually. Yeah, you can have like a bee's dick of you. You know, you can come around the corner of a building and like expose fifty-four millimeters of your base. Ninety-nine percent of your how big is the base? Fifty-five mil. Fifty-five mil. Fifty. Fifty-five. Fifty-one. Fifty-five mil. Yeah. Um, which is that's a long way. That's. Mm. which you can almost see around the other corner of a building potentially you know to get that shot off on an enemy that that could be quite useful yeah i could see that something mm. to consider mm. yeah I, I i like it i know i don't use bikes that often but i'll definitely be using i i mean i play hack anyway so having access to coon bikers is excellent um uh, well, I've, I've, I've never played a faction that has access to bikes. I've got, um, I, I say that while um, we yeah, talk about my attack that I've finished painting up. Um, and I actually haven't finished painting it because I do have Carmen um, sitting in a box still that I have to put together and paint. So, Well, um, they, they get other bikes as well, don't they? No, they get dynamos. Well, they're good ones now. Di- dynamos are pretty good now. Yeah. If you look at dynamos with AP Spitfire or with Mimetism and Armor and Mind, mind Dispensers, fuck yeah. I'll take that one. Um, so I mean, yeah, but that's the thing, right? Previous to these buffs, this buff to bikes for this current season, I would have considered them trash. Yeah. So now it's the fact that now we're thinking the... about implementing bikes when we wouldn't be previously, that's 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 great. It means people are going to change up what they've been playing. So yeah, uh, fucking dynamos cleaned up, mate. Yeah, I was going to mention just quickly about uh, 24, your uh... twenty-four point AP Spitfire. Yeah, exactly. Now, now, now I get mimetism and cover. Oof. Oof. Yes, please. I'll take that. Um, I was going to just, just pull you up on something there. Nick, you... Uh, well, not pull you up, but just remind you or remind the listeners. What's your what's what's the, fact, uh, the faction you play is Yujing primarily, they, who don't get access to bikes. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe there is a well-known forum member who who really wants some bikes in Yujing. So um, you know, just keep keep shouting it out. Um, and eventually <laughs> Yujing... Because, you know, Yujing really are... They're, they're a trash sectorial. They're, they're a trash faction because they don't have bikes. What is this? What is this low-hanging fruit that I've uh, been exposed to? What is this baiting? 
Sorry. This is going completely over my head, so I have no idea what you're talking about. No, it's because it's because Yujing don't don't have bikes, and that's what makes them trash. Oh, obviously. Well, they have bikes now. They've got. Yeah, get the bounty hunters. Well, exactly. Now they have them. You're right. Now they have them. So now they will they'll have to find another reason for them to be trash. Top tier. Top tier. I'm looking forward to seeing um, Aragato's. Aragato? Aragato's. 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 Yeah. Not the right. Yes. No, definitely. Aragato's. And the Kuroshi Rider as well, actually. That's another one I would like to see make a return to the game. Although I think the Kuroshi Rider. That's a special character, um, dude. Uh, where is not 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 you, Jimbo? Not no, well. not not you. Oh, and you, Jimbo. But Roshi Rider has a gun. Oh, but it already has mimetism neg three, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, Roshi Rider, combo <laughs> rifle, light shotgun, D charges. Well, she'll get she'll get cover. Now. She'll get cover now, which is good because she's got rifle, light shotgun, mimetism, BS twelve. Smoke grenades, armor two, AP shock, CC weapon. What's what's excellent with Karoshi Rider is they also get dodge plus three, like plus sorry plus three inches. So this thing can dodge three inches. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. or sorry, dodge five inches on a thirteen, Ooh. which is which is like, oh boy, that's pretty <laughs> that's spicy. A long way. Yeah, which is which is enough to get you to the next little bit of cover, right? Exactly. Yeah, and now that they've got terrain total as well. That thing can just fucking boost real hard. Nine, you know, and some tables nine six moves with a five inch dodge. Mm, mm, take that. Um, all right. Well, we'll move on to um, talking about bikes again. Uh, we're going to talk about bike recons. So this <laughs> is bikes to more conversation. More, about bikes, more bikes, but this is more mission specific. So we've already talked about tactical ride. How this is a universal special rule. I guess, for people with bikes. But Bike Recon is a mission-specific rule, which is where you players, both players add one motorized authorized bounty hunter to the list for free and is a specialist in the following missions. So it's in Acquisition, Annihilation, Caption Protect, Frostbite, and Power Pack. So, what do we think of that? It's rad. Like, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, yeah. Both players add one motorized bike. Like it's, I mean, it does. Uh, it, it's which is something we we discussed earlier. It raises a lot of questions as to the specifics specifics of yes, how that we weren't recording at that time. Actually, so. works. How you um, like when you say you get to add a model to the to the list for free. At what point in the um, setup between the two players that are playing that mission? Because it's not for the event, it's for specific missions, right? So it's just you turn up to the table on that mission before I've even, when I've got two lists. Um, at what point am I picking what bike profile I'm taking? Yeah, yeah. So, so the idea is if you go to an ITS event, like you can't just have your two bikes, like you can't just have your two lists have a bike attached to it unless all three missions have... Um, and, e- and even then, ITS made up of shit those, itself. those five missions. Yeah, yeah. yeah ITS yeah. would not be able to handle play. that. Yeah. yeah. So, am I? Are we? Are we picking like after the? Does it happen at the same time that I pick what list I'm taking on the day? So after we've picked um, uh, classified objectives, uh, or does it happen after uh, we've done the lieutenant role and we're deciding 
when we're actually doing deployment, for example, does it happen mm. at that point? I, I pick whether or not I want to take a Red Fury um, or if I want to take a boarding shotgun to have that template or, or, or the chain cult one as well. Mm -hmm. um, like, I, I really think you need to yeah, it's some it's sort of very, it's not clear on the specifics of when this is going to happen. Um, obviously, like, it's it is something that at the moment the TOs are going to have to make a ruling on because um, we don't have any information as to when it's intended to be no, decided. No, all we have right now is that it's it's free. It doesn't take up a a, a, a combat slot thing, um, or anything like that. So, but yeah, like your point is very relevant. Is when when do you decide which one you have? Because you can choose any of them. There's three there's three to choose from, and they don't cost points for SWC. So uh, as you were saying, Ryan, I think before we started recording, is is like, well, do you do you decide after you've rolled who's going first? Because you might want to take the Red Fury. If you go second, you might want to take the boarding yeah. shotgun. Um, or you know, you're saying that well, you can't put it on the ITS, you can't put it on your list. And even if you could, how do you police that? Like, what? Like, do you write it down in pen? Fucking what? What happens there? So it's. I don't think it's a big deal. Honestly, I think I'd be quite happy if somebody just decided after we cho after we rolled initiative, but um, because it's not clearly written, it's ambiguous, and I'm sure there will be some people out there who would take umbrage with it. I I feel like I'm not sure, and I can't justify why I have this feeling, but I feel like the decision should be made at the same point that you pick which of your two lists you are taking in that mission. Mm, That's yeah. the feeling I get. Yeah, because that's when you choose all your because other models. You are, because you are, you are, you are. It says that you are adding it to your list. So if you're adding it to your list, it doesn't say it that. Happening does at it? The same time. But does it just say you can take it? It says, in this scenario, both players can add one motorized bounty hunter without applying cost or SWC. Just says you can add. It doesn't say to your list. It just says add. Uh, this trooper does Add not count to towards. Oh uh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> this trooper does not count towards the combat group limit of ten troopers, or the armor limit's fifteen troopers. Yeah. For the purpose of the scenario, the yeah, motorized. Yeah. yeah. So uh, doesn't say. Don't know. Both, don't in, think... in this in this scenario, both players may add one motorized bounty hunter to their lunch order that day. Like, what am I adding yeah. it to? Yeah. There's there's another to question. Your deployment when you're deploying after you know whether you're going first or second. So there's another there's another question second, about about it that, that I'm a little bit unsure about as well because when I first read it I assumed that it didn't even generate an order but then people were like well no, it generates an order I'm like well if it generates an order can it be used yeah. by anybody else Trent yeah Trent 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 dogged me with this like straight up just being like okay cool well here's my first order group uh, with Joan so yeah right yep I got 12 orders in that group yeah Ed, how do you feel yeah that's, see, that's, a, bit, that's a bit dirty well, Maybe well, not dirty, well, but like point. if we, I think it was fourteen orders he ended up having going into a going into a Ulan or or a Tikbalang, whatever ammo can take. It was I, just, it, I mean, that's, I think that's it such should a say. I think it should be in its own combat group, personally. Well, but the, if it's in its own combat group, then it can only spend its own order on itself, which then is kind of useless. So I, 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 think I, I would personally be like of, of the mind of, it doesn't, it doesn't generate an order. It doesn't generate. But then it also doesn't. It's fucking. I don't know. I don't know how it should work, because if if it generates its own order, then can it be converted to regular using command token? Well, I definitely did that in 
um, my game against. Trent. I mean, I don't think that's a problem, <laughs> but I think it needs to be. It needs to be because also also if you put it into combat grip number one, can you move it to combat grip number two? I guess you can. I, I think. I mean, there's no reason from. There's nothing. I mean, this. Yeah, there's a lot missing from this paragraph, right? But there's nothing in there that would indicate in any way that it does not generate its own order. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're it getting does. you're getting you're you're adding that profile for free, and when you add that profile, you get everything that profile has. Which I guess is an impetuous order, order as well, yeah. the irregular order, and its impetuous move are things that profile has. So you, you're definitely going to get the order. Okay. Um, yeah. If it can that be um, then converted to regular with Joan? I guess so. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think no, Trent I th- did it, and I and I had to be like. Um... Is it is, is it is it an absolute dog this, act? Yes. Yeah, really? <laughs> what are we doing here? Is it one of two characters that can do it in the entire game? Yeah, so it's over on balance. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. So I uh, I wanted to talk to you guys briefly about this 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 thing and and ask you what would what would I know again it probably depends on the mission but um what would be your like favorite of those three to pick? Like what would be your like ah oh, this is the best one. I mean, I'm I'm immediately lean, lean towards the one that's the most expensive with the most FWC, which is a Red Fury, because yeah, of that it's exact a, reason, it's, it's a Red the most Fury. expensive, yeah. and you get it for free. Um, the Red Fury will see zero play on my board. Really? And then, well, I mean, yeah, but then it's got it's got it's got no template. It's got it can't defend itself. It's yeah. like the template you can't move yeah. nine inches and then trade it. Like you move nine inches and then go pew 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 pew. I mean, because it's Ryan, Ryan, you've missed one very important fact. The other two profiles have a regular pistol, but the Red Fury has a breaker pistol. So don't forget that. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, retract it. Sorry. Oh, wow. They do. You're right. I've embarrassed myself. So, like, totally. I'm so sorry. Um, No, I do do agree, though. (laughs) Like, um, looking at these profiles now, and I don't, personally, I don't like the Red Fury as a gun in general. I think a BS12 Red Fury guns. Mimetism is fucking great. I reckon, I mean, I reckon actually the cheapest one's my favorite because you've got a SMG, which means you can go into suppressive fire, and you've got a chain cult, which does the template. Burst 2 so, chain cult, yeah. 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 So they can do intuitive that, attacking, which is good. How is that not more expensive than the boarding shotgun? Oh, yeah, because it's got SMG. That's right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's yeah, I think it's, shock and AP weapons make it cheaper. Yeah, yep. I think I think it'll be interesting to see what people do with these units because they're free, right? They they cost you nothing. They they they're there. They're just in the they're just in the list. So I'm like, oh cool, you've got uh, Morans in the midfield, crazy koalas, fucking go! Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just Danny all your crazy well, koalas. And this is what I'm worried about, right? Is like it's it's going to be, yeah, like a lot of people and. Obviously, it's exactly how I think about it as well. Would just be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, you know, just a fun thing that I get to throw away, whatever, it's fine. But then I just know, like, I'm just going to rack up against, like, some fucking, you know, 4D chess player. And then it's going to be like, oh, I figured out this thing that I can do with this bike where you're dead. Mm. Well, I mean, that might that might happen. And, and remember, you get the booty reroll on it. So, like, if you get if you roll like a oh. twenty and get an HMG, you've got a BS twelve mimicism eight six move HMG just cutting around the place. You're like, well, I guess I'm not going to waste this unit now. I'm going to fucking save it. But which goes yeah. back to your point is like, when do you choose the to take cover or not take cover before or after you roll for the HMG? Uh, it's got to it's got to be after the booty 
role, right? Like, because it's just that's so important. Well, I mean, and the thing is, right? Technically, they both happen at the same time, but and because they both happen at the same time, you as the player is going to pick which one of those you're choosing first. Because mm-hmm. both yeah, choices happen when you put the model on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I don't, I, I don't think that's something that's going to be ruled on because I, I think it is just yeah, it's as a it is, yeah, it's you just, yeah, let's you do just get to pick yeah. which one you wanted to pick first. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what people do with them. Also, you know what what models people use as well. If they're going to have, their, I've got some old school um, mono wheel bikers in my collection, so that's going to get painted <laughs> up as a. As a, um, <laughs> they, they will look so small on a fifty-five <laughs> mil basis. Yes, they are. They are. They, they look. I'm looking at one right now, and she's just she's doing a wee. Uh, a wee uh, what, what do you call them? A stoppy. I mean, it's like we. I mean, it's one wheel, so it's, it's always doing stoppy. <laughs> and it's like you know, it goes we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really getting that back wheel off the ground. <laughs> so much so, it's just ceased to fucking exist. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to crack out this. Um, this Carmen, um, Carmen John's model, oh just so God, I can paint it up, so that so I have. Good. So well, no, it's just so. I mean, I will probably most of the time be proxying her as an authorized bounty hunter if I'm using any of these mm. missions. She, she will be a great, um, great. You know, I, I, I might, I'll jump back and play Rama just for that. I reckon. Um, all right, so blah blah blah. Anything else we want to talk about about the authorized bounty hunter, or do you want to move on? Happy to move on. Uh... I mean, I, I think yeah, all three yeah. profiles are good. I think the boring shotgun's very, you know, you, you kind of get the same output with the SMG. Mm, but it's free. I think the submachine gun's the most versatile. Definitely. Um, I mean, the AP on the boring shotgun is nice when you also have the options of damage 14 templates, but... Mm, yeah. Um, so, we have a return of decompression zones, but they're now called blizzards. And that's that's that. Uh, well, sorry, and they are now terrain mountain as opposed to terrain zero G, um, zero G terrain. Oh, and you they... fucking beauty. So like Caledonian um, volunteers. Oh right, is that really yeah. their terrain mountain? Are they awesome? So they affect missions, yeah. uh, annihilation countermeasures. Was from the Highland? Oh well, I should have known that, being from that same region of Earth. Um, <laughs> Annihilation, <laughs> countermeasures, decapitation, firefight, and frostbite. So, just before I get into the mission that said the rule itself, there is some uh, crossover between bike recon and blizzard. So we've got annihilation and frostbite. So we'll have both bike recon and blizzard. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I fucking hated decompression zones. So why yeah. are they in ITS thirteen? Please tell me now. <laughs> Yeah, shit. Not, not a fan. Not a fan from me. It's it's a no from me, dog. It's a no from me, Ryan. Well, it just it feels a little bit like um they were designed almost exclusively to be like, oh man, you know how hard AROs like aren't really a strong <laughs> thing in this edition. What we're gonna do is just gonna cheekily put in a rule that makes them even shitter <laughs> by cutting their burst in half. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't really. And it's especially good now because all of your stuff that has, like, well, I mean, you know, that's what, uh, yeah, the next the next point that we'll get to. But, like, you don't get plus two move if you're inside a decompression zone and um, Antarctic territory, right? So 
Well, they like, they, they, they never they never cross cool, over, like, so there's no crossover between those two rules yeah, anyway. It used to be kind of cool. Okay, cool. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I thought these are actually in specific missions. Okay, gotcha. Um, I like them because you know running um they das dasu and um and nagas like just being able to run them run faster. Fast, fast. Yep, fast, mm-hmm. fast, go go. Yeah. Um, with with um those sort of midfield fighter units um was always really cool and you know stringing like two or three of them in a row to be able to like go five four five four five four all the way across the board was was like kind of rad um but then i mean you know the tiny tinsy tiny little amount of utility you can get from them they're just like a massive kick in the dick for um for yeah like I really, I really feel like when this type of an update comes out, they also need to release beside it design notes to be like, mm. hey, this is what we were thinking when we put this in. This is what we kind of wanted <laughs> to be able to do. And this is why we've yeah. made these rules, right? Mm. Um, so then we can at least have some kind of insight into, into why, why we would want to be able to put templates down to create difficult terrain or, or whatever to do nothing except infuriate people. So I'll, I'll, I'll counter what I've just said before and actually say I have come around, I did come around to the decompression zones towards the end. Um, I think we, you know, we, we, we play yeah, in they an They call area. that Stockholm syndrome, we, Kevin. <laughs> we, <laughs> they got you, man. We, we we play in an area that I think is, uh, I, I well, I like to think, I personally like terrain, terrain zones like i like putting terrain zones on my tables and and i like that the decompression zones and now blizzards are difficult terrain zones i like them that's good right because it, it just creates you know you more value in these units that have terrain skills you can be tactical where you put them uh etc etc but what i do i know ne- i don't like and i've never liked is the saturation zones the terrain zones I'm happy with, fine, because they're visual, you can see where they are on the table, you can be like, oh yeah, cool, bloop, bloop, bloop. but how many times have you played a game where you've gone, all right, cool, so I'm five dice on 15s, and oh, I don't know, am I? Wait, oh fuck, I'm four dice on 15s. Like, you forget about them more often than you remember that they're there. Like, the terrain zone's easy enough to do because you're usually physically walking through it, but how many times are you on a, on a rooftop and you're like shooting at a link team member on the other side of the table and then you've both like resolved the whole shot shooting and you've you know, you've lost and you're like, ah oh, fuck, that's so annoying. And then you're like, oh hang on, you're only burst four. And then it's too late. Like you've already you've already done it. Like they're not I don't like the saturation zone. I've never liked saturation zone as a rule in general. The terrain zones, I love. Keep them, please. Great. Saturation zone. I just I don't know. Not a fan. Not F not a fan. Well, they just, yeah, they just punish um, a style of play that's, like, um, was really big in N3, so I kind of get it, like, like what they're addressing. Mm. What was what was the really, really strong uh, uh, sniper? Kamau. MSV2 sniper, the Pano one, Kamau. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, a great counter when Kamau is dominant, right? Kamau was dominant two years ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 30 months ago. Yeah. was, like, the peak come out. You know what I mean? Like, we're done with that. Yeah, you don't need to worry about come out. It's no longer no longer an issue. And, um, and, and, and where, where I find these, these zones are actually kind of screwing me over um, my, personally is, is, my, is um, my hack is lamb with my light shotguns. I hate coming around a fucking corner and going, 
Ah, oh, burst one oh, now. Yeah. Oh, it sucks so hard. I'm still in it. Yeah, like I can't, like, you know, like either I'm in it or they're in it or I'm still fucking shooting through the damn thing. I'm like, oh, burst one with a light shotgun. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. So, yeah, I would love it if they just made them terrain zones. Well, I keep on. Yes. I keep on finding out the units that I just assumed had um terrain. Excuse me, terrain total, just don't. So, like, the proxy mark five, the forward observer, that motherfucker just doesn't have terrain total. I found that out in a game the other day when I just moved it up, went, yeah, yeah, no, it's five inches, five inches, no, it's fine, it's fine. And then had to stop and be like, oh. Good enough for the cunt. That's uh, all I can say. He just, he just, he just stays there like a dickhead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. His SMGs so far away. That's, that's another good thing about, uh, a point about just terrain zones in general is, I didn't actually realize this until recently, but you don't get the plus one inch unless you start your order inside it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you, I always thought that it's like once you're in it, you just add an inch. So yeah, I mean, me yeah, me me too. I was just like, oh, I'll, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna end up in it, so I'm gonna get the extra inch. But it's only if you start your order inside it, which also makes them worse as well, because you're like, oh well, you know, if I'm if I'm a sphinx, it basically means that you can't just be like you can't kind of ping pong off them. Like I remember using a sphinx before, just kind of like yeah, yeah, skirting yeah, yeah. the outside of it. Just be like seven, seven, seven. But I'm like, no, I have to start my <laughs> to start my order in it. <laughs> can't like leave. I can't go. I can't go in it and out of it and get the seven inches. Um, doesn't work that way. So yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll suck it up because I think the I think uh, thematically it makes more sense. Like I think I like the idea of fighting in a blizzard. It'll be kind of jarring when you're on my desert table. Yeah. But just you know, suspension of disbelief, guys. It's actually funny. It's actually funny because it makes me think like those other like hidden deployment aero pieces. It it makes them a lot better than they used to be. Because they're burst one anyway. Because <sighs> they're burst one anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I I've had, maybe we'll see a few more noctifers and. I mean, I've had that success with with and, with the noctifers. Yeah, like placing my noctifer in behind uh behind a saturation zone it, it's been quite nice when you're only copying burst three or burst four back at you it it, it does it does make yeah. a difference when you're when you know providing they don't have msv well yeah um, just to level the level the playing field a little bit right yeah i mean we know how but yeah you... just the fact that it shits on shits on linked aro so much is just yeah i mean they're so not broadly used that much no, in this I, edition I, anyway. I really want to use yeah. them more. I really want to have a like hard ARO piece, like you know. But I just don't want to do it because I'll just get shot up by a burst four first five HMG. Um, bu- 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 bu. so next up after blizzards, continuing. Take um, take oh. Hundun's, Kev. Take Hundun's. Hundun's. Well, I have an octopus that's they just have, better, so they have, that's fine. They have, they have arm. Yeah, no, Hundun's <laughs> better. They have better. Hundun's have armor three. And don't die when people shoot at them. Mimetism, they're great. They are, they are, I'll admit they are pretty good. Although I, I would take the Nadir any day of the week, though. The Nadir is... Mwah, 24 points off a shock to oh, The Nadir can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about what happened in our game, Ryan? <laughs> oh, oh, you know. Fuck that shit. Fucking Nadir coming out. Oh, my God. There, like, gormlessly staring at a sniper while he's unloaded. And then just... Okay, gently like pushing himself under a barricade, totally <laughs> safe, like a motherfucker. But it was what happened like, before that, though. That? It was what happened before. It was like, oh. when 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 when, oh, per- yeah. when Parvati stood up. 
Oh, yeah, that was oh, brutal. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, that's just PTSD. I was just trying PTSD. to like, get a cheeky discover, oh, cheeky discover with Pavati on a day. I popped up and I'm like, ha ha. And then if anything, like sort of, you know, pokes its head out, maybe, you know, because I know you like to run, you know, the odd, the odd little hidden uh, hidden deployment piece. Mm-hmm. And then you came out and just like, yeah, you're on sixes, took a shot and fucking crit. Crit and a to death. Yeah. I just, I just won the model. First time I'm using it. Size to one shot. Flamin- Cretting cr- <laughs> Pravati with a flaming spear. Fucking, mm, so good. And then, and then, and then, oh. Oh, you Sorry, had one do- more shot on your flamish spear. So I went to shoot you with my sniper and then like fucking good guy Ryan. I'm like, oh man, you should probably dodge hay because like that's definitely going to be outside of 12, uh, outside of 32. 32. So you're going to be at neg 12. You're on your business skill 12. So just dodge instead, man. They're like, okay, I'll dodge crit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I did. Crit dodge. <laughs> oh man, at that point, I'm just blaming TTS. <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> the dude just pokes out, murders my engineer doctor, and then just hides. Like Casually lies down. Oh, that was brutal. Oh, right, so continuing oh, the... So uh, was, there, uh, was there anything on the decompression zones, blizzards, that we want to talk about before we move on to the next cold thing, which is Arctic territory? No, no, please move on to Antarctic territory, Nick. Cool, yeah. Arctic. Antarctic. Antarctic. Antarctic? Arctic? An- Antarctic. Sorry. Su- Antarctic. Yeah. Sorry. Because yeah. there, there is no, there is no land mass in the North Antarctic Pole. Antarctic is the opposite of Arctic. Um, yeah. That's very, that's very good. Um, so, Antarctic territory zones, it's only for like five missions, frontline, highly classified, including in sabotage, quadrant control, and armory. And it basically, it doesn't, it doesn't apply any negative mods, which is great. But it means that everyone who has terrain total, terrain mountain, or climbing plus gets plus one inch to their um, first movement value. I guess, like, what do you think of that? I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. It's just like, okay, extra movement. I, do I, bikes generally have um, terrain total? No, but they will, well, all they will bikes, do now. Yeah, all bikes get terrain total. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. In, so, this, in this season. Yeah, so, they'll, so all your so, bikes just got faster. Yeah. So uh, in, in front lines, front line or, or highly classified or whatever, you know, you can just have a nine six movement Kumbiker or a seven six movement Sphinx in looting sabotage. I'll take that. Yes, please. Just, sorry. Yeah, well, Set I mean, tags are, the, tags, tag, tags are the one. Like, it's really kind of wild. They're really going to benefit, right? Because the, uh, doesn't the Blue Wolf have terrain toll? I think a lot. I think a lot of tags have terrain total. Actually, the the, Z- uh, the, the Zeta, uh, well. yeah, the Zeta, the Blue Zeta has, has climbing plus total. as well. There's a lots few of benefits. Yeah, lots of things are going to benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's um, it's good. It's 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 yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's interesting. Just remembering it might be. I didn't problem. want to do it. Definitely makes Kahu even better. So one of the things I had <laughs> not, a question. Not that, they, not that they needed anything. So make them better, but, but no, I know. Yes, seven two. Fuck you. So set. So so what a question I had, and I and I think this is probably worth just pointing <laughs> out now is so if we're if it's like let's just say we're playing on a table that already has terrain zones in them, and then you happen to be playing frontline, let's like we're just gonna make a, a an effort to say that those 
forests or whatever do not give you an extra inch, then you don't get plus two inches. You just get the plus one. Why would yeah, you get an extra sure. inch? Oh, just from the terrain. Because, well, blizzards, the total, yeah. because blizzards don't... I, I don't know, are blizzards... Do they count as a terrain zone, or do they just give you a plus one inch if you have this skill? Yeah, so... so like, if you have terrain total on a blizzard, on a Antarctic condition antarctic territory table that also has yep. a piece of difficult terrain on it you don't then gain the plus two by walking through the difficult terrain that would be stupid let's let's just assume that that's the case you just still gain the plus one from walking through the the, the thing um I, I actually kind of feel like they would stack hey folks it's me so unfortunately last night the uh, due to a, a problem with OBS, uh, we lost some of the recording in the latter half of the episode. So you're going to hear my voice um, over the next you know, hour in and out, just filling in the blanks of the data that we lost, just for um, just so that as you're listening to it, it doesn't sound too confusing. Um, so Antarctic Territory, we were just discussing there that I don't think you should get the extra inch bonus on Antarctic Conditions table that I have separate difficult terrain zones. Uh, but maybe rules as written, Nick was saying, it looks like it stacks. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I think having a potential 10-6 uh, movement biker on a table that has that is heavy with difficult terrain zones might be a little bit fucked. But at the same time, difficult terrain isn't a common uh, feature in many tables, although I reckon it should. So maybe this would be an incentive to have more terrain zones on tables um, so basically that's all we're talking about um, you, you can let us know in the comments whether or not you think there should be an extra inch or whether it should be plus one inch regardless of antarctic conditions and terrain zones anyway i think at this point we move on to talking about defensive turrets so back to you nick Again, only certain missions, counter missions, highly classified, audio control and supremacy. Um, so we've got some double up, some of these others that have special rules in them as well. Um, like countermeasures also has the blizzards, highly classified oh, yeah. and closure mm -hmm. control also have the Antarctic territory. Um, but defensive turrets is a free TR bot combi rifle can go in your deployment zone. That's it. Doesn't generate wars, it just sits there. Yeah, um, so you, you, you place it. It's like a tent, one structure. It's armor 2 BTS3, oh, like which is pretty cool. Like, it, you know, it, it's, it's not like a normal That's, remote. That is good. You know, you know, our normal remote is BTS zero, so you can you could potentially put it next to cover and make it. Oh, it's sorry, armor, uh, you're right. It's arm zero. You are correct. It was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Arm um, um, two. It's gonna get cover if I put it next to a wall. Yeah, I mean, yep. you you deploy it. So well, so it's, it's so it says each player has one defensive turret which will react. So it's 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 important as well what you do. So before the deployment phase, each player must place their defensive turret totally inside the deployment zone, starting with the player that kept that kept deployment. Similar to like playing blizzards, you roll, do deployment, and then you place you place them before you place any other models. Um, that's oh. good, and they they cannot move, so they are a turret, and they can only react with CC attack or shoot. They can't discover. They can't, um, I guess they can delay against a camel marker, but they can't, like, you know, dodge or anything like that. Start, start dodge moving all around the table. Yeah, like, 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 <laughs> like a, like a, like a, like a net rod, you know, they can't just, like, just hop, hop around the table. <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, they're, they're they're cool. I've been I've been wanting something like this for a while. I, I remember back in the day when we had the uh, CSU with the briefcase gun. I fucking wanted them to make a briefcase gun. You know, like a gun that you could just like a combi rifle, but you you know for a for a whole order you could just deploy it as a turret or to de- you know deploy it and it would be a little combi rifle turret gun. I fucking wanted that so hard. So now they've got this in the ITS. I'm happy. I'm pretty 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 stoked. I think I think it is really interesting though that it happens before the deployment phase. So it's literally the first thing you put on the table. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't like deploy your force, look at where you need to have your where your weak spot is that you need to put something down, and then put it down at the end. It's the very first thing that you've got to um, put down. So yeah, it requires, to it requires people who have a bit more forethought in what their deployment's yeah. going to look like. I think. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, so you've got to be. It means you've got to be thinking about. But we're thinking about like who who you're up against as well. So you know, if, if I pull up against Val and he's running Morats, I'm going to be putting my turret like somewhere where it can see the entire path of my baggage on my table. So you know, to warn against a Rajat, for example. Um, it's. I mean, it's still only a combi rifle, though, right? So well, you know, you've got to keep those uh, range bands in mind. That it's um, you want you want it to be covering corners that are going to be up to sixteen. Um, Three sixty visor helps. That means that you don't have to worry about facing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's that's um, interesting little, it's yeah fella. it's interesting that it's only silhouette one so you have to really bear in mind what is in front of what's you know blocking the the line of fire to, to that gun to the that's point, yeah I'm, i'll deploy in front of this uh this barricade uh and then you move move out in front of it only to discover that it can't actually see over the top yeah you, i can't i can't tell you how many times i remember i remember playing a game of armory where we had a that had the objective room actually it might engage you ryan where we put barricades inside the objective room, and I and I ran my taggers in to the objective oh, room yeah. to, have, to have a go at your, um, I think it was your house or something, and my fucking taggers couldn't see over the yeah. goddamn fucking because you were prone, you were prone behind the barricade. The taggers, ha ha, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I can't, I have to move around, and it was, ah, oh, so S one's a real problem sometimes. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, she's like, oh, I, and and I can't even. I don't, like, th- I don't think it's a problem. It's just something that you can't forget because yeah you actually like have to be aware of it having active piece that s1 i mean apart from tigers then it's not that prevalent right so you, you no, are just gonna be conscious of the fact that it is small yeah and i like i've got one here and i guess yeah, you're gonna, is, be, you're gonna be popping it on corners right yeah i think so i think you're gonna be covering those corners it's also interesting to see which missions it's available in so it's countermeasures highly classified border control and supremacy so it's in sabotage it's not captain protect you know, it's not a mission that require you to defend your DZ real hard. It's pretty generic missions, like supremacy, quadrant control. Like decapitation or something. something yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, ca- countermeasures and highly classified, you're defending, you're defending the um, HVTs. Yeah, so true. in those missions, you'll... Yeah, you, you're, also, you're also defending your own specialists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because, because they're prime targets to um from the alpha strike to make you to decrease your ability to achieve objectives it's, it's, it's not quite as like you know uh or, or, you know over as, as like i have a thing i need to defend you know even frostbite or something like that of course yeah yes yeah, you know supremacy and quadrant control it's it's interesting they, they didn't make it those missions but it's it's fine i guess you have to think about you know your how are you going to use this one turret it's it's just one turret as well so you get multiples of them cool. which is which i i think i think this is this is quite a minor i don't I don't think this is no. a big deal. I think it's minor, and it's the sort of thing that it's only ballistic skill 10. Like, you can tear this. 
because also they are para, they do have para CC weapon neg three at CC five. Yes, you know they, they'll. <laughs> <laughs> hitting on hitting on negative ones. Let's come out fires. This is my favorite part about that whole profile. My goodness. So, I mean, but again, you could use it. It's just it. a installed wire that's sapping. <laughs> you could be the decade and just have that like, so guy at the bottom designed. of a ladder and just be like, I mean, it's free. It's here now. Fucking whatever. Like a 365-er. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, the close, the close combat five represents when someone hits it with a knife, like stabs the robot with a knife and then stabs the knife into the wiring and gets electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's R2-D2 just kind of going like... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right, shall we move into the, the mission changes now? So we've got a few mission... We've got a few changes yeah, sure. that have been... So, that have been one, one, two, three. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that was highlighted already as well by people is that we haven't seen a big shift in the actual missions right there's one's one's gone and one's come back but a lot of these missions what we've got eight of them here one two three four five six seven missions of the however many we've got 20 Mm -hmm. um have got some pretty significant changes yeah 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 they have so So it it is mixing things up a little bit there yeah do we want to kick it off with the the the, the big one which is uh frostbite which has come back uh, do we want to, do we want to talk about those changes? Um, sure. Okay. Well, uh, so for those of you who remember season 10, I think it was when Frostbite was there or debuted, um, it was all about the exclusion zone, heating units. You had to turn on the heating units to protect your guys from dying from the killer cold and then have your data tracker secure the exclusion zone in oh, the game yeah, the too. data tracker was a big deal yeah he was fucking huge because you had trackers. to be had to be like one dude who wasn't in a marker state and he had to be the only one in there or the only data tracker in there at the end of the game to get you like bag you three points or something like that. it was pretty it was a good mission but whatever so they well, removed... killing the data tracker in the last turn was like five point swing right yeah massive like yeah. you know like your first was, turn was... if, if you could on turn <sighs> one just fucking like shove the data tracker and then you're like cool now the most you can get is like seven points or something like that so it's pretty pretty big um so now they've done away with the data tracker obviously it doesn't exist now they have dominate exclusion zone which is um you know as we all know more points in the middle gets you the points so that's a pretty big difference because the middle of the table is still um what do you call it killer cold so you have to have heavy infantry, tags, and now remotes, whereas before it wasn't remotes, in the middle of the zone to score you the points necessary to dominate it. So that's a pretty big change to the how Frostbite used to work, which is great, except it kind of puts an emphasis on having access to remotes, tags, and heavy infantry in order to dominate the middle. That's a pretty good change. Um, I mean, every, hmm? every faction has access to some of those. Well, they do, the but they're, they're varying quantities. Like, you know, I would say, I would, I would, I would say ha- uh, Hacker's Lamb and Ariadna, yeah, they don't really have the access. And Toha, especially, don't have access to those units. Um, they have offset it somewhat by bringing back a sort of data tracker called the Snow Ops, which is an extra irregular order for one trooper that can't be a marker, can't be a regular, or can't be a rem, 
um, which also isn't affected by the killer cold. So if you don't have a heavy infantry or you don't have enough heavy infantry, you can give one of your troopers snow ops, which then means that they are not affected by the killer cold and therefore not killed at the end of the game when they're dominating the exclusion zone, which is cool. I like that a lot, especially being a hacker. So it's it's basic. That's the data. Tra- it's the data tracker. It's, a, it's, it's, the, it's even it's, got a data pack token. It's the data tracker. It is the data tracker, except that they don't they don't give you any extra points in the um, I, mission. Sure, but but he does. He just doesn't die from the cold. So. That's right. Yeah. So I, th- I I like that. And the last thing I really like, or there's a few other things that are they're different, but the last thing I really like is they've now increased the classifies from one to three so i think this is a change we've seen a few missions yes there's more emphasis on classifieds and i'm a fan mm. me I think, too um <clears throat> having more classifieds forces people to take more like varied types of specialists in their list and those different things that can achieve those classifieds and by having more of them in the mission it spices things up a little it gives you oh, more options. What do you What do you think, Ryan? Well, I, th- I think it's um, definitely uh, uh, there's definitely always going to be that argument from people, you know, that talk about there's just some factions that do classify as well, and some factions that do classify as poorly, like CA and and ALF and and Nomads to a lesser extent can all do all do classifieds, like all 20 classifieds without breaking too much much of a sweat, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, Ariadna and and Tohar and, and, and some of the other factions have a have a bit of a oh, excuse me, have a bit of a harder time. Um so I think there's, there's that all argument's always gonna add in these situations. Um what I'd like to see in like maybe next season is shifting it more to like um did you, you guys ever play um, Malifaux or um, yeah, with the uh, 40, like the current forty k or AOS? Not the current forty k, but the Malifaux with the skins. Like right now. Yeah, yeah. So you just get to so in forty k and, and and AOS, you can just you can just choose your secondary. So there's like a primary objective, and then you just choose your secondaries, right? Mm. Um, and AOS you choose every turn, and and forty k you choose three at the start of the game. Um, and yeah, Malifaux, you just chose what you like, you had your mission and then the secondary stuff that you did, you just got to choose. So I think that like, maybe that would be like a way to sort of iron, iron out those discrepancies a little bit, like bring a little bit more balance into it. So just letting them, you know, actually have some choice. Like you just don't have to get lumped with, um, you know, retro engineering. If you're, if you're an area hadn't a player, you can just not have that. Yeah. Happen or even I don't know, like even what's the thing they do where you can uh, uh you um so you just yeet like you're allowed to like exclude a couple of classifieds <laughs> or something. Just some just like just something that sort of um just levels levels out the playing field a little bit if they're gonna have all of these missions with tons of classifieds. Well, I don't know. It's I, it's just something I was I, thinking I, about. I don't think time. I necessarily agree because like when you pick your classifieds, particularly if you're picking three, right? There's 20 classified cards in the deck. Um, each time you pick one, you pick, you draw two cards and pick one of those, right? So if you're picking three, that means you're effectively got six cards that you've drawn out of the deck that you're picking from. Um, they're not all retro engineering. 
No, there's like two engineering ones when, that are when, 20. Like I, I, I think you could justify that argument if you were doing only have one and the one, the one you pick one, you draw two and they're both terrible. Um, mm. But then if you then draw another two and then another two after that, they're not all going to be terrible. And the, if you do get a bum pair that you can't achieve either of them, you've still got the option to do secure HVT. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah sure. I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree with you. I just think like, like, yeah, you're hundred percent right. But I mean, you're allowed you know, to disagree with me. That, that doesn't, I, that doesn't... I encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, give me some pushback. Like playing a left, right? Playing a left. That doesn't occur. Like there's not a point where I draw my classifieds and go, Oh no, I can't do this one. Yeah. Like vanilla a left. Like you can, like, you can punch everyone. You can like, you got plenty of stuff in the midfield. So you can do all your kuda garring and all of your like hackers. Uh, you've just got a million hackers. You got two different engineers slash doctors that are, have available. Like, you know, it's, Forget about it. Like every single every single classified. So yeah, like that's what I'm saying is like if you exclude, like if you get to choose to maybe exclude two or or whatever from the deck, then that just completely like makes every army the same as my ALF army. One one thing I would say on classifieds, particularly when there's more focus on them being them having more of them present in more missions, is that I don't particularly like a lot of the classifieds in the classified deck. I th- would like it if we got a new deck. Entirely. Me, me yeah, too. That, that's um, good. I'd I'd like to see some. I'd like to see more classifieds um, that like like the ones that's like the heal someone or uh, do the engineering one, for example. Um, or think I, I want your classified objective to be something that you're not gonna do in the regular course of a game. Mm. I want it to be something that is. Other, other, like the ones where you like, you've got to go up to someone and um, like things, anything to do with the HPC, they're good. Um, like the one where you've got to uh, put the plant D charges or something that's outside the frame of just normal play, which is healing something or killing something. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I think yeah, I'm, it really, it is a good point. Like some of them are a bit. I, I, I think I've mentioned before in the podcast where I would like that I would like more categorization of classified so you know maybe before the start of the game you can choose the aggressive classifieds or the defensive classifieds or the healing classifieds or the technical classifieds or something like that right so you choose the aggressive ones those are all like you know kill the enemy lieutenant or kill the most expensive unit in the opponent's army or kill three things in cc like predator and then the defensive ones would be i don't know the technical ones would be like using hacking. So if you're Ariadne, you're just like, well, fuck those ones. I'm not using those ones. I'll use the aggressive ones. <laughs> or the if you're hackers, you might you might you might be like, well, my army's kind of geared towards doctoring. I'll use the defensive ones, which are like doctoring ones. So it kind of like it kind of kind of puts you in a in a, in a zone where you can do them. Because I think initially the idea of the classifieds was to force players to take specialists because they didn't need them otherwise. Right? There's no need for a fucking forward observer until a classified came around. So if you then say, well, this is your army, this is how you built it, now at least you can choose a classified that kind of suits what your army does, right? There's no point in having like a fucking army that's like built on like, I'm going to fucking crush you. Oh, but wait, you've got to boop-de-boop this thing. You're like, well, like, no. Like, I'll do that as part of the mission, but I don't want to do that as part of the 
classify. I don't, I don't have hackers on my list, so why would I have a telemetry fucking classify? It doesn't make sense, right? I think I think there maybe needs to be a more targeted approach to classifieds, um, which I guess is a broader discussion, which we will well, not get I think, bogged I think, down. I think, yeah, and I mean, this classified conversation <laughs> is, is going to filter into the next mission we're going to want to look at, which is Frontline. Yeah, it's front oh, line, although um, although I do change for that I one is that do, each sector. Sorry, or you want to touch on sorry, sorry, we, we forgot to mention the heating units of Frostbite. Oh, sure. So Frostbite has uh, heating units which you can destroy. Um, they are armor two, BTS three with structure three and S three, which can be repaired with a gizmo kit or using engineer skill. Um, I think they're gizmo kits on a nine or an eight. I forget now which one it is. Um, but they have this new rule called the Automated Defense System, um, which is really cool and uh, quite unique in its uh, in its ability, in which it fucks over McMurrow. Um, <laughs> it's basically what it does. So when you so before you could walk up to a heating unit in school, stab, 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 blow up, bye bye. But now the it fights back. Now it like you know stings you with electricity or something. But it's always a face-to-face, which was regardless of whether or not it's berserk. So you're always, and it's face-to-face on a CC of eight. Now there's a bit of ambiguity over whether or not it's a CC eight or CC equals eight. So OBS also eight. This part of the recording. So I'm just going to fill in the discussion that we had around the automated defense system. What we were talking about before was CC equals eight as to whether or not that meant the ADS is CC8 or if it counts as always rolling an 8 in CC, kind of like how Electric Pulse used to work in N3. When we look at a tag that has something like dodge equals 11, then that obviously means, that doesn't mean that the tag always rolls an 11, it means that it, its its fizz is 11 for the purpose of dodging. So therefore we, we kind of assume then that the ADS means that CC is 8. Um, the additional thing there on the ADS is that it ignores all CC mods. So its CC can't go down and it also ignores any any attacking um, modifier CC. So for instance, you know, you walk Saito Togan in there, he, is, uh, he doesn't get any of his martial arts bonuses. Same thing for someone like uh, Miranda Ashcroft, um, the CC neg 6 will not affect the um, ADS system because all modifiers are cancelled. That would also include burst modifiers from things like martial arts, from things like uh, multi pistol plus one burst, for example. Um, so you're, you know, so if you're CC twenty three with martial arts level three, you are rolling at CC twenty three versus a CC of eight. So not a high chance of you losing that face to face, but if you roll a one. Um, you may be in trouble because the ADS system also has a uh, counts as damage 15 stun ammunition, which can affect every unit, even if you have something like total immunity that normally ignores stun. So that's why I said earlier on the podcast that it's not great for Mr. McMurder, who could, you know, potentially um, get stunned by this little little gadget. Additionally. The ADS will also prevent you from just using place deployable to deploy a decharge on it because it's um, obviously attacking you back and you can't just place a decharge on something that is attacking you back. So 
Um, that also will you know negatively affect those low lower CC troopers who have access to D charges who you know in in the previous season could just walk up, place deployable, and uh, job job you know jobs are good in. Anyway, back to the show. I think this is where we pick up where Nick starts to talk about frontline. Um, so yeah, before you interrupt my picks, I was talking about class yeah. five. Well, you weren't paying attention, so moving on to front line, I'll just jump. I, I, of course, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> um, front line is another mission that's, that's heavily affected by the in, these, this increase in classified objectives. So all the three scoring zones have all gone down by one point each, but front line has got four classified objectives, which is which oh, is a big number. That's a new one. That's like. Four classified. Like we, we thought last last season with three. That was like whoa, three no four. Holy crap! Yeah, it's 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 highly highly front to fight. Highly front, highly front highly, line, highly front class class line. Um, <laughs> front front to fight. Yeah, front to fight. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, highly front to fight. No, I love this. This is great. This is fantastic. Yeah. Like front line has forever been like annihilation. For most people, right? It's just like kill everything and then fucking do yeah. the do the mission, and then, yeah, and then see where you land steps, at the end, right? kind of thing. Yeah, four classifieds. That's you know, like if you if you can defend your own DZ or your own uh, closest sector and get all four, all four classifieds, yeah. it's only a lot to think about um, for that for that mission. It's a lot it's not, to juggle. It's not just a brain dead shoot fest anymore. Yeah, it, 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 it will be, and, and I think the kind of the countermeasures argument is a really good one because you really have to build a, a mission, a, a list for countermeasures, and now you're gonna to have to build a, a list for frontline. That's really gonna fly in the face of how you play frontline. So that'll be cool. I, I like frontline. Yeah, I mean, mission. yeah, before before this front frontline was all about just kill because yeah. you want less, you the least amount of your opponent on the table left so that you can occupy all those zones. Now, four classifieds that changes the game so much. Yeah. Wow. 100%. Wow. Next up, we got looting and sabotaging. Um so they basically they've just clarified the the way, at what point the AC2 is destroyed. So in in ITS12 it was ambiguous because it said the English version said it's got to be below 0 and the Spanish version said it's got to be 0 below. So now they've clarified in the English version it's 0 or below to count as destroyed. So 3 the Oh, like, like take three three wounds once, off it. Once it gone. gets to zero, so you yeah. place three wounds and it's, it's fucking a gone, right? But you can repair it. Um, makes so much, makes so much more sense. Oh, so I much more that. sense. I hated the fact that you had to like do four wounds to it. You're like, fuck off. It's not unconscious. It's a machine. Um, so that's cool. And it also has the same automated defense system as Frostbite. So even though you are trying to like stab it, it's still CC8 back at you with damage 15 stun which is dangerous even if you are a CC specialist. So that's, that's, uh, that'll be... You just got to feel like such a spot if you fail those rolls. All oh, right. Like, I'm just going to walk my fide in here. Oh, uh, yeah, I roll a oh, one. Just... <laughs> like, uh, yeah. uh... <laughs> you know, it was like at least before... What even am I? What am I doing? <laughs> I hate it. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. Like you, oh, you can't, I just you... know I'm gonna roll a one. I'm gonna roll a one or a two, and I'm just gonna be looking at it like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just standing there in your own smoke, just going, "Well, fuck." <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. that's that's good that they clarified that. Yeah. That's great. I like looking at sabotaging as a mission. I actually think it's quite fun. 
Um, the thing I forget a lot about though is that the AC2 is Silhouette 5. I always put Silhouette 3 down, but it is taller than that, so that's something to remember. It's a big boy. Um, mind wipe. I'm surprised it's I mean, still... It doesn't, it doesn't really affect it that much being Silhouette 5 because you can't shoot it. No, but like... No, but you can hide stuff behind it better. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. You can hide S2 stuff behind it. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Um, um, go ahead. I just got to say, because uh, Lunia Sabotage has uh, the uh, Antarctic Territory, so um, getting stuff there real quick. Yep. Only to have it turned off by a fucking automated, automated, defense, automated system. defense system. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. I love it's it. fine. It'll be fine. What's next? Mind wipe. Mm. So, so they've, they've aligned the um the the ACs or whatever, mm -hmm. um the buttons, so that they also get knocked out at zero because there was some confusion and ambiguity previously as to what that meant. Right? Is that what we're looking at? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Because they 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 did they did they were removed at zero, which was confusing because the AC two wasn't. Um, so I'm glad that we've got some um. Yeah. Conformity so they had yeah. they had mine wipe right the first time. That's yes. correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's there is no ADS and you cannot repair the servers in this in this season, which I don't think you could have done last season either. But I could be wrong. Um, and also big change: Uber Hacker can be a KHD now. Yay! So any Yay. any hacker than Uber Hacker—that's great. Any hacker, so even um, Mary Problems, the Uber Hacker can be an yeah, Uber when, Hacker when you might. Yeah, when you might have certain hackers that actually have Uber Hacker in their title were not able to be the Uber Hacker. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they made that. Right, they, the, made, they made that ruling well. anyway. Maybe because like killer hackers don't cost SWC and are a bit cheaper. Maybe it sort of forced you. But I think it also might have been that they were expecting expecting people to kill the, um, the NA2 or the the consoles a lot easier than people actually did. So I think they're, they're like, hard, oh man, no, you yeah. can't make it a, a, yeah, you can't make it a killer hacker. You know, that'd just make know, it too easy. That'd just make it way too easy. Like, the yeah. mission's already so easy. If they make it, <laughs> give, give it to killer hackers, it'd be, it'd be just way too easy. So uh, uh, I kind of, yeah, they, I'm yet, they, I'm... they were incorrect about that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, they've sort of like realized that the fucking. Nightmare to try and kill those fucking things. So they've, yeah, uh, they've, like, they've, they've like, sort of ironed it out. Which like killing one server, let alone fucking three. And like, you know, how many times have you, how many times you push one and rolled the server that the rogue guy, and it's on the exact opposite end to where your uber hacker is? You're like, oh god damn it. So it's, oh, yeah, the one that like, has three damners and four <laughs> chain rifles and yeah, like six mines fucking nah. lined up against it. And you're just like, no, nah, like, oh, no, I'm not even gonna bother. I'm just gonna oh. destroy the other two, maybe. And we're back again. Um, this time to talk about power pack and also just to apologize for this whole mess uh, i tried to salvage as much of the audio as possible there are some areas of it which i'm sure you've already heard that are a little bit scratchy um but i didn't think that they were too bad or lasted too long to create too much of a negative experience for our listeners um, so yeah, Power Pack um, is up now, and 
Um, the changes there have are um, activate same number of antennas reduced from two to one, activate more decreased from three to two, and not having consoles controlled increased from two to three. So a minor change. It it sort of seems to be for what we discussed was the uh, holding on to your console has become more important. Um, yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, I guess I, I can't say Power Pack was a super popular mission just because of the odd deployment zones uh, creating issues for TOs, and the uh, saturation zone in the middle also can be a little bit annoying. Um, especially people tend to forget it even exists. One of the things I did note um, during the conversation was in season twelve. Uh, power pack has those has that saturation zone in the middle and it also had decompression zones so it was it was really yeah it was really oppressive how it used to work with the um, combination of um, sat zones and decompression zones essentially the entire table was like a giant saturation zone so i'm glad that they don't have blizzards on power pack um, but i think that's about it back to you nick in the studio but power pack still has bike recon and Actually, that's it. Just bike. Just bike. It's, it's got a chain of command bonus as well. Plus three whip for chain of command. Um, yeah, that's uh, was that, there that that was always there. That was yeah, always there. That was always but there. it was. Oh, it's okay. one of the. It's the only mission that has that. Um, I would like to see more of that. Actually, I actually like to see more forward observer bonuses in missions because, you know, Ariadna, and Toha. You know, give them some love. Hey, no. Powerpack just has the problem that it's always going to have where. Like, no one really thinks about Power Pack until you get to Power Pack and realize that there's no fucking terrain on the, um, the, on the wings of the, of the table. Yeah, so. for the deployment zones, is the, the uh, opposite corners. It's a bit funny like that. Yeah. So, and, so and, that's, 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 the, that's the problem that Power Pack will always suffer from. Hello again. Yeah, I know. I'm tired of it too. But uh, yeah, we lost a little bit here when we talked about supplies. Uh, so we just wanted to come in here and say we've moved on from talking about power pack and uh, we're on to supplies. Okay, so just a, a quick rundown of the changes to supplies. So controlling a supply box has been increased from one point to two point at the end of the game. Um, end of the game, controlling more supply boxes has been decreased from three points to one point. And enemy not controlling supply boxes has been decreased from two points to one point. So that's a pretty significant change. Um, what we will discuss here is it um, sort of forces you to either uh, get uh, classifieds or to um, have more than one supply box held at the end of the game in order to uh, essentially achieve, achieve a major. And I think we pick up Nick talking about it now. So, so let me give you that again. Controlling a supply box is increased from one to two. So the number of individual boxes yes. you hold has gone up. Okay, right. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, that makes sense that you they want you to be interacting with more boxes <laughs> rather than just what you often see in supplies, which is that last ditch um, final turn drop troop comes in, picks up one box, kills your guy that yeah. is holding one box, picks up that box that he had, and that's the end of the game. Um, because you want to be focusing more on having more boxes. In more play. boxes, multiple boxes. Yeah, so you're exactly right. This is the thing I see often in supplies, is it'll end in, I have one supply box and you have none. And the only reason, and it might have been up until that point, we both had one box, and then, yeah, I run a 
an AD trooper in and just hail Mary that that AD trooper at the guy who's holding your box and then I win one to zero or one supply box to zero. Mm -hmm. So in the old rule on the old uh, season, that would have given you one point for controlling supply box, three points for controlling more, and then two points for control it for your opponent not controlling any. So that would so me having one and you having none would give me six points. Six. Six, six point, points. Six points swing. But now, yeah. now it's two points for controlling one, one point for controlling more, and one point for controlling for your opponent not controlling it, which is only four, four points. So it's a two point swing. Yeah, which is which means so, yeah yeah. So if if but you, you, it means you don't get your big exactly your big, uh, yeah you've only got you only get the four points, points for so. for winning, not the five points for majoring, uh, which then means you either need to like focus on picking up two boxes or have um, one of your two classifiers completed. So I, I think I like this change. I, I, th I do. I agree. I think it's a good change. I think it's an interesting change. And it's, it's obviously adapted on the way that we were seeing the, that mission played, mm. which was not a great way. Um, or not, it wasn't a great play experience. I don't think to have that happen. To and, you. and I'm not saying if, if you're like they got one box and then you all of a sudden you've gone from six up to then them being sixed up in a number of a matter of a few orders, um, to have it more spread out, more um, you're going to be focusing on more different play, different areas of the table as well because it's because these boxes are spread out. They're not all amongst each other. Um, that's gonna impact the way this this mission's played. Mm. Big time. Yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely definitely better. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that's how supplies went every round, but it was very much down to if you had the last turn. Excuse me, if you had the last turn, you would throw everything you could, hail mary the fuck out of it, to try and just to get your opponent to drop a supply box, which you'll still try to do. It just won't give you that swing that you used to get. If you imagine season twelve, you had one supply box and two classifies, and you had nothing. That's eight points. That doesn't make sense. That's like a lot of fucking points for one box. Whereas now sure. you get yeah, it's true. You get you get six points, which is still enough for a major, but you know, you need to do both those you need you need to do at least one of those classifieds. Well and it's yeah, it's like the output um so like for one order, you spend one order and generate a swing like that is like that's that's fucking crazy. Yeah, and never really thought about that before until they've changed it. So, yeah, good. I'm glad that they, they made that change. Cool. Well, that's um, all the changes that we yeah. wanted to talk about, I think. Is there any final final words from anyone on feelings about um, Season 13? Where, what direction do we think it's going to go? Are we going to go fast? Are we going to see Biker Mice from Mars and... Um, <laughs> all Coon Biker lists coming back. I'm making a comeback. I'm, or? I'm doing it. I've I've already talked to uh yeah, I've already talked to my mate and um he's he's lending me his uh his old biker army for the season. So amazing. Gotta see if I can actually get it up to three hundred points. Just Stallard? Somehow. Oh, yeah. Oh nice. Damien. Um yeah. What do you do you think that it's going to shake up the the meta much? Uh, no, no. I mean, I think it's one of the, it's one of the difficult ones. Yeah, so I think it's already the stuff that was pretty good had the skills that are getting the benefits anyway. So, like, 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much it's gonna like really change things. Like, are we gonna see people sort of um, leaning towards putting bikes in when they may not have? Maybe. Oh, I mean, times time will tell on that one. Yeah, I think it, it's really dependent on on armies. Not every my thoughts are like not every army has access to two bikes for starters. So I mean, outside the authorized bounty hunter, I guess like that might see some play. Um, I don't think it'll massively shake things up. Um, I think it will just do what most seasons do and kind of let people think about other things. They'll just be like, oh well, you know, I might throw this in for the for the, you know because it gives me a because it gives me a bonus, right? I might as well try this yeah. bonus out. Um, I think that there is some comment some commentary about um, how, like at least in Melbourne, we play null deployment and how you know this increase in speed for some of these miniatures um some of these units that can you know take advantage of blizzards and <clears throat> antarctic con- uh, conditions uh are going to somehow dominate and, and and force people to not play null deployment mm-hmm. i think that's i don't think that's true because so unfortunately obs ate the last part of this episode where we give our closing thoughts what I was saying there was there may be a perceived notion that um, these changes will negatively affect people who like to null deploy. I don't think that's true because there are already uh, plenty of units in the game that are um, equipped for digging out null deployment. We have infiltrators, days, AD, smart missiles, uh, pitchers, uh, fast tag, you know, fast speedy tigers, bikes, you know, uh, are, are already in the game. So giving them an extra inch of move and um, terrain skills is nice, but I don't think it's going to have a massive effect on how we play the game. Uh, the the addition of the free bounty hunter will certainly be um, interesting to see what people do with it. Whether they sort of suicide it in because it's a, you know it's a free unit anyway, why not? Or, or if they'll, you know, try to really do something um, else interesting with it, bearing in mind that it does count as a specialist. Um, Nick then um, raised a very good point that you know all these little individual rules are are all well and good, but the big changes he sees are the changes to how uh, games are scored, so the increase in TP for winning and drawing, and then what we talked about there with the changes to. Um, frontline and frostbite increasing the number of classifieds and then in supplies with the you know quite significant change to how you play the mission that that will probably be a bigger change to the tournament scene um since you know these are all very popular missions um rather than the individual changes such as blizzards and and uh um, and bikes so i'll hand it back to nick and ryan to close out the show Cool. Thanks again for coming on, Ryan. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. We, yeah. I know, like I said at the start, we've, we've probably mentioned you on more podcasts than we have not mentioned you. So um, <laughs> it's great to finally have you on and have a bit of a chat. Yeah, it was really good fun. I had a really great time. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on the show. We uh, Nick and I both had a blast. Um, discussing all things ITS 13. I hope you guys enjoyed the show and uh, huge apologies for the technical issues. 
As always, any questions or comments, please hit us up on Facebook, uh, Discord, or email us at lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. Well, folks, you've been listening to Loss of Lieutenant. Good night. <laughs>